the Vancouver Giants pregame show. Taking you up to puck drop on Vancouver's home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. Down in the United States here against the Everett Silvertips. In a way, it's a return to the scene of the crime, depending on your perspective. It was the Vancouver Giants last year pulling off a epic and historic upset in this town against this team last year as Vancouver knocked off the Everett Silvertips in six games in the first round of the postseason in the biggest upset in WHL playoff history. We'll definitely have a part of that as part of our discussion as we get going throughout the course of the game here tonight. But there was a game last night as the game got and the season got up and running last night for the Vancouver Giants. And what a fantastic test for Vancouver last night to open the season at the Langley Event Center against the defending Western Conference champion Seattle Thunderbirds. I'd like to bring in my color commentator Bill Wilmson. Bill Vancouver may have fell 4-3 in a shootout last night, but they really did give a plucky and very hard-working effort last night and a hard-earned point against the Seattle Thunderbirds. Well, you know, you're you're always looking for a character on your hockey club uh, all the time. Never mind, uh, you know, it's the first game of the season uh, or 20 game of the season. You want to know what your team identity is. And, uh, Eddie, there, there, were a, there were a couple things that happened last night that certainly when you stop and reflect back is that uh, there, there was some, some resolve showed. Uh, Vancouver Giants chased that hockey game last night early, and they chased it late into the game. And I'll tell you something. There were a couple, couple character-building parts of that game that I know might be very, very satisfied with. Number one, Seattle takes a 1-0 lead. Seattle takes a 2-0 lead at 11.46 into the period. And, and you know what? There's a lot of teams. If you're fragile, if your confidence is fragile, if you haven't had some experience at uh, facing adversity, teams will fold sometimes. And when I say fold, 2-0 seems to be a big mount. Before you know it, it's 3-0. And in the Western Hockey League, trust me, 3-0 is a very hard score to come back from. Hey, they tie it. Yeah, they get the goal late in the first parade on Semenek with a great pass from Lipinski and a great move by uh, Ethan Semenek to go around the defenseman, uh, you know, to keep it within one after 40. And uh, Seattle scores late in that period. And, and again, 1842. That can be a backbreaker for a fragile team. I mean, we, tied it, we fell behind 2 nothing. They're thinking. Uh, we tied it at 2. We get it, you know, you, you know, we fall behind at 18.42 of the third character time. What happened in the third period? No goal scored by Seattle. In fact, they outshot, Vancouver outshot them. They get another power play goal by Thorpe at 12.28 and get that one point, get it to overtime, get the point. And for me, it's no longer a team game. It doesn't really matter. It's kind of a flip of the coin. And it was a very difficult point, I thought. Remember, Vancouver never led in this game. And they trailed, get this, they trailed as late as seven and a half minutes left in the hockey game. And what happened? They stayed with it. That is a focal point. That is what Michael Dick is going to build on. Trust me. It's guys, stay with it. Our game plan worked. We got the point. Nice resolve. Tremendous, in my mind, resiliency. Great character. And I think a crowd of 3,514 were treated to a very enjoyable first game of the Vancouver Giants. And you 
you'll hear from this when Michael Dick, we hear from him in the pregame show coming up later in the pregame tonight. I really felt that you know his team really started to get better as the game went along, and I felt during the third period last night, especially in the last seven or eight minutes after Ty Thorpe had tied it, that Vancouver was the better team in that game in the final minutes of that third period. And, you know, they were in a really good position to try and take that game from Seattle in regulation. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they did get better. I mean, the shots get, got less and less for Seattle. I think all three periods they ended up being fewer going from period one to, uh, to period three. Um, yeah, I mean, they were in a position... They, they had to get better. There was some edginess to start with. And there was nerves, obviously. That was a very polished uh, Seattle Thunderbird team. Hey, when I say polished, the core, the guts of that Western Conference championship team was there. The guys that are away at camp are going to be some 30 goal scorers. This is going to be a good team in Seattle. Fortunately for Vancouver, fortunately for our fans, uh, you're going to be able to see Vancouver play um, Seattle, I think three times in their first six games. And that's, but, go ahead. And I was just going to say, it's like that's the thing. Like this Vancouver team is going to be tested by some good teams down in the here in the U.S. division early on in the first ten hockey games of this season. Now, what were some of the takeaways? And for me, Brett Merriwald was really the goaltender for Vancouver was really a, a factor. Uh, I had him number three star, and I'm going to tell you by the time we get through talking about him. You're going to see why I probably should have made him number two. Not that stars mean anything. Let me let me get right to that right away. People really don't care. But he became a factor that, uh, you know, we have to put the stars in after three periods. In fact, late in the third period of his going overtime. Yep. Usually we got to put the stars in uh, four minutes before the end of the game. So things can happen that maybe uh, would have changed things. This was Brett Mirawal's first WHL start since October 2nd, 2021, almost a full year. And after Seattle scored to take that 2-0 lead, Vancouver actually outscored the T-Birds 3-1. And the reason, in my mind, Mirwald was terrific. They outshot Seattle the last two periods Vancouver did last night, 20-13. And the biggest factor, here's where he became even more important, is when it went to overtime. 5-1 shots on goal for Seattle, and he was absolutely brilliant. Uh, that's where I think, in terms of his effect on the hockey game, other than that Grayson uh, Souchin, which put on a show, the young kid from Seattle, the second best player, second most important player in that game last night after overtime was Brett Merwell. And his best save was early on in that overtime when Ronick had the breakaway basically all by himself from center ice. He had enough time to slow down, think what he wanted to do, and really try and bear down that chance. He got a good shot away. Mirwald made the save, created a rebound opportunity. He stopped that as well. And it's not just that. It's, it was the timeliness yeah. of the saves that yeah. he made throughout the course of the hockey game last night. And another one that stands out for me as well was after Vancouver made it a 2-1 to game, there was that scramble with about two seconds left in the first period. Obviously, if Seattle scores there, it's 3-1 going to the second period. So, you know, you always have been telling me about the importance of time and situations and everything like that in games. Well, Mirwald delivered in times and situations when the Giants needed him last night. That was a crazy scramble. Uh, you know, we talked about it last night uh, during the game. 
Uh, and, and if you were there, you'll know what we're talking about. If you weren't, trust me, it's about 30 seconds of frantic play where nobody could find the puck and nobody battled harder for it than Merwald. And that was, for me, a tremendous, you know, compete level. I like that. And, and you know what? For people listening that may not have understood, and I'll say this real quick, real quickly, Brett Merwald two years ago in, in Moose Jaw, we talked about it on our pregame show. Not a lot of people were able to hear that because we only had the half hour. He was, he was, uh, he's, he played for Moose Jaw two years ago, and then last year when Moose Jaw Warriors made it, tried to make a run for it, they picked up a goaltender in the Western Hockey League from Lethbridge that had 50 wins. Carl Tedichuk, I've seen him many, many times. Uh, now your backup is a 16-year-old kid, so do you put Tedichuk, uh, who's 20, into the net and go with Merwald as a backup who's 19, you know, who's 18 at the point? Or do you put a put the 16 year old? Well, they decided to do that, do the latter, and 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 Marywald went back to Wayway Capo, which is in uh, a junior team in Manitoba Junior League, and played well. Uh, he played well in the playoffs there. Now he comes back. He's traded to uh, to Vancouver. I think a tremendous move. Uh, I mean, really, it it's the same old story with Vikman. I mean, is he going to be back? Is he not going to be back? We don't know. We're going to talk to Steve Ewan, and uh, covers the. Uh, you know the Vancouver Giants but uh, you know we'll get his opinion but probably nobody really knows is the answer the the other thing about last night so important is the momentum that Vancouver got and possibly the momentum that Seattle lost on the penalty kill in the power play Vancouver's penalty kill was three for three their power play was two for two Eddie they say penalty kills save games power plays win games because you can score in a power play and you normally don't score a kill in a penalty so the goal goes up on the board it it it, it was that important i thought there were two massive uh, factors in the in the momentum uh, swings in that game based on that I, I think vancouver you know pushed onto their toes with their success in the penalty kill and i kind of felt to your point and to the fact they outscored them 3-1 after it was 2-0, Vancouver did. It pushed them on their heels. Yeah. I mean, those are the things as a fan you, you kind of want to you, you want to notice during a game. And, and I challenge fans to feel that. Feel those things that happen in a game because it was palatable yesterday. And how many games have you watched in your time in the Western Hockey League where games are won and lost? by the battle on the special team. The team that wins it more often than not is successful. You're, if you're the team that loses it, you're always going to be looking back at you know what went wrong on the power play or little things that didn't go right you know, on the penalty kill. And you know you talk about Vancouver scoring twice on the power play, and Michael Dick really liked Vancouver's puck recovery when on the power play. You know, It's one thing to set up and get a shot and everything like that and generate some semblance of a scoring chance, but it's another thing to recover a loose puck keep the puck in the offensive zone you know save 20 seconds from the opposition clearing and then going back up the ice and setting up the power play it's just building that momentum and those puck recoveries are so key to power play success and that's one thing michael dick really liked last yeah night. And, and you know what eddie you look at that at five on five too good teams when they get a scoring chance in the offensive zone you watch how often the good teams follow that scoring chance up maybe a great one with another good scoring chance. Uh, you know, it's not just one scoring chance and out. Good teams recover pucks and do that and get another good scoring chance out of it. A couple takeaways, if I may. Uh, Ty Thorpe was terrific. He had six, 
six shots on goal. Uh, he had one goal. He was 15 for 19 in the faceoff circle. And for my money, he contributed exactly, precisely the way a 20-year-old should. And you're only allowed three 20-year-olds. Yeah. That's what a 20-year-old's got to do. We saw that as a 19-year-old last year. And this is why, without question, uh, you only get three 20s in the Washington Hockey League. Ty Thorpe is a lock. And if he keeps doing those kind of things, uh, he's he's trying for a contract. And I don't care if it, you know, even if American Hockey League, you know, American Hockey League contracts, what, 80, 85,000, maybe 65 bottom? Hey, I, I, I got nothing but hope for that kid. Uh, you'll learn from me, Eddie, that I am one of the, I, I, I just cherish the 20-year-olds that get contracts because they likely weren't drafted in the NHL, a downer. They maybe were drafted, didn't get signed, and somehow at 20, they still continue to compete and compete hard in the Western Hockey League and get a contract. My second guy, and I'm going to mention three, Kyron Gronick, uh, the guy that went to, uh, came to Vancouver from Saskatoon in the Justin Lees trade. Uh, Lipinski, Semenuk, and Gronick aligned most night. Uh, Gronick was two assists. He had three shots on goal, and I, I say that's a must. Kyron Gronick, if he's not shooting pucks at the net, if we go on that stat sheet, after games and he's gone two or three games without a shot on goal he's going to be the first guy that's not happy and he's got to shoot the puck because he's that good a shooter he's got to be a factor and i like that and then the other player Mazden leslie was the only plus player on the giant team in that whole game he had a goal he had two shots on goal um and i i think those those three guys if you if you count you know you know the goaltender brett merwald in that discussion that was good. They got a lot of good efforts out of a lot of guys. And he was a plus player in addition to getting that goal where he was on the power play, so he was also on the ice for another goal at 5-on-5. Five five. So, you know, that's where you notice Mazden Leslie being on the ice for offense for Vancouver, both on the power play and at 5-on-5 five five last night. And obviously coming down here to Everett here tonight, you know, this is a team that's obviously they're, they remember what happened in the spring. Yeah of uh, 2022 and Everett had very very high expectations going into the postseason you know they were one of three teams of the Western Hockey League to have 100 points last year they were first in the Western Conference and you know they were 47 points clear of Vancouver and they were planning on going on a on a lengthy run and then they ran into a very very pesky and very very dangerous Vancouver Giants team and uh, we know that going into this game here tonight Everett has not forgot what happened about six months ago back in the spring. Yeah, in between the first and second period, we're going to have Nick Patterson on as a guest. I asked him if he'd come on. He says, I don't follow the team quite as much as I used to at Herald. Uh, he does cover the team to, to a, a certain extent this year, but not nearly as much. So we'll ask him a little bit of what he thought might have happened and what kind of uh, that loss to Vancouver. And, you know, and it, it was four games to two. It wasn't even a seven-game series. But let me tell you, Everett plays eight of the first nine games at home. This is one of them. This is their home opener. They play the first six in a row at home. The first six games in a row for the Silver Tips are on this, you know, uh, Everett Ice here. And get this. Uh, they have the most, the best, rather, home ice record in this building because they've only played in this building in the last five years. Are you ready? There are 110 wins and 27 losses. They got some ties and overtime losses, or no ties. They got shootout and overtime losses. Last season, this team was 26 and four, 
uh, one and three on home ice. Now, in those five years, they've had one head coach, Dennis Williams, who's now the GM, general manager as well. They were perfect, if you will, in the in the preseason. Again, remember, this is their home opener. Um, their goalie is, is Braden Holt. He won 24 games last year. He's starting tonight. He was 2-2 two and two in the playoffs against Vancouver, an 8-7-8 save percentage. I'm, I'm really interested in their, their second goaltender. He's a 6-6 six, six uh, goaltender from Switzerland, a 17-year-old. Now, when you make a uh, an import, a goalie pick, you only get two choices, right? You only get two picks. When yeah. you pick a goalie, you're saying, hey, listen, we're not completely confident in what we have in between the pipes. So I, I don't. he's not starting tonight. He might get in. I don't know. I'm anxious to see him. Um, but, uh, you know, you're right. The last Giants game in this building in the – you know what happened that night? I believe it was a Jesper Weichmann shutout in game five. Yeah. It was. Hey, trust me. He, he made 50 saves. Yeah. Okay. I worked that game where Ben Bazarin is sitting right now at those four studios. You had studios. That. I do, By yes. By the way, Eddie, I got to tell you, it was always a pleasure to work with you back at the station. And that's why I think you, you are such a great fit in this job, besides being a really accomplished sound and done this play-by-play stuff a long time you know the operation and everything and how it works but oh by the way that game three nothing and this is what's missing in this game and we'll never get it back in my opinion but Lysel had 10 shots on goal yeah now if, if we have one player tonight in the Vancouver Giants lineup that should get six shots on goal, I mean what was Thorpe yesterday six but you know 10 is shots on goal means doesn't tell you a ton other than where the puck is. Yeah. Like if some team has outshot the other team, you know, 50, you can tell where the puck was. Yes. You don't necessarily, those may not be great quality, quality chances. Yeah, but it, it, I, I totally agree with you on that concept, that shots on goal tells you a lot of where the puck is. Exactly. And, you know, if you're getting pinned a lot in your own zone, you know, you want to tilt the ice a little bit. You want to put the other team on their heels a little bit. And that shots on goal, I, I fully believe in the shots on goal statistic in terms of, being a good telling point of where the play is the consistency amount of the time as we continue here our pregame show from the angel of the winds arena leading up to the vancouver giants and the elbert silver tips in the second game of the season a great game deserves a great meal be sure to check out our tasty selection of famous burgers greens spot classics and more open daily for dine-in takeout delivery and we'll see you soon at white spot We'll take a break, and coming up next, we will hear from Steve Ewan of the Vancouver Province as you're listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. More of the Vancouver Giants pregame show on Vancouver's home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. It's the Angel of the Winds Arena down in Everett, Washington, where the Vancouver Giants are playing their second game of the season as this is white spot vancouver giants hockey on sportsnet 650 i'm eddie gregory along with bill wilms as the giants are playing their first road game of the season coming off a 4-3 shootout loss last night at the langley event center to the defending western conference champion seattle thunderbirds and somebody who's always keeping a very close eye on what's happening with the vancouver giants he covers them as well as anybody in this city if not he sets the gold standard for coverage of the Vancouver Giants in this city and that is Steve Ewan of the Vancouver province and he joins us now Steve how are you Steve can we hear you 
Hello, Steve. Something's just got to be potted up. I think we might need to get uh, Steve potted up there uh, at Ben. But, Bill, anyways, as we uh, try to wait to uh, get our connection started out with uh, Steve Ewan, you know, just uh, overall your thoughts, again, just carrying on of, you know, what we saw from Vancouver last night and, you know, Steve, just looking to build on carrying into, you know, game number two here on the road. It's one thing to have your home opener you and perform well on home ice. It's another thing to, you know, be the team that's going on the road and facing um, another team's home opener here tonight like the Vancouver Giants. Are. Yeah, it's, uh, it, we talked about, you know, the, the five-man units that uh, Vancouver wanted to play with. I thought they accomplished that. Uh, the thing, too, to mention right now, Eddie, um, you know, Vancouver were 14 wins on the road last year. Uh, they had more wins on the road than they did at home. And when you look at the 14 wins, that was third best in the so BC division. When he's it off. was fifth best but in the Western Conference. Oh, it's because now, obviously we had Victoria, we had Tri-City in that. But be that as it may, 14, 19, ready to go for 7, sure. and 0. I mean, they had, you know, they had seven overtime losses. So, I mean, they're coming in here tonight with, uh, you know, a, a decent road record and probably no more yeah, success like on earlier, the road, more important success on the road that they had in what they had this building mm -hmm. last um, playoff. It doesn't go Let's out try it again and see if we have Steve Ewan of the province on the line here. Steve, you there? Hey, I am, I am right here. And there we go. How are you tonight, Steve? I am tremendous. Thank you for doing um, Good. So just example, uh, get it going here at the um, Angel of the Winds Arena. Uh, just I guess Steve will begin with uh, last night, the uh, season opener off. for the Vancouver okay, Giants so against the Seattle Thunderbirds. Just give us your assessment of what you saw last can. night. Okay. I thought they were who, I, I thought the Giants were who we kind of yeah. expected them to be. I thought they were I was like, oh my god, uh, I four-line team that they yeah, kind no, of it's just, uh, the needed all four lines to plan to have success. I thought they were a four-check team. I thought they weren't an overly fancy team, but I thought you know if, if they if they play as a group, if they play in those five-man units that Coach Coach Dick talks about, I think uh, they've got a chance to have success most nights. Steve, I already mentioned on our pregame show that uh, I mean I saw I saw something last night that you know we might not have seen in, in uh, early seasons uh, you know in the past. And that is a Vancouver Giant team that never no led that hockey yeah. game. So they still got a point out it, of it. There was some resilience there. I thought there was a couple here, opportunities maybe practice. that the game could have gone away like from them, but right they kept now. it on a short lease. Were you impressed with that too? I, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought they they looked very much like a team that's going to hang around the game, find, find ways they're, they're going to compete all night. Uh, they didn't seem to panic. Uh, they didn't seem to lose. I mean, I, I thought Seattle had had the play much of the night I thought Vancouver did a good job of limiting chances I, I yeah I, I thought it was uh, uh, a good good team effort I thought and that's you know that's the kind of effort that they're gonna need Steve I I, I didn't get a good read at all I try to follow everybody but uh, maybe it was a good thing like Eddie said sometimes when you play hockey especially defense and you're not noticed uh, you probably played pretty well what did you think of the newcomer Carson Haynes? I didn't see him in any preseason games. He didn't play. Uh, he's a 19-year-old, pretty big kid from Tabor, Alberta. What, were you able to assess at all what you saw in him? I thought he was. I thought he was uh, played a you know old, older game. You know, like a, 
like a, a, a you know got pucks out but you know didn't do anything overly fancy I, I think he fit in with uh, a lot of that group I think I think it's a group that's going to need you know need to rely on everyone I think it's a group that's going to have to you know be very north south I don't think there's got you know I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, flashy play I, I yeah yeah I, I thought he was solid and that's just it, right? Like, for this Vancouver Giants team, especially early on, do you think just simple it's going to be the most effective path for success for Vancouver? 100%. I, I, I don't think it's a team that's going to has a bunch of one-shot goal scorers. I don't think it's a team that, you know, has, say, blazing speed. I, I think it's a team that's going to have to go up and down the ice in five-man groups, support the box, both, both offensively and defensively. Did... Uh Brett Merwell, the goaltender, surprise you at all? I mean, uh, with I, I didn't. I don't. I don't know where what you guys saw in the second goal. I didn't like the second goal a ton. Uh, I, I thought he he battled back. I thought he made some big saves uh, at the end of the first. I thought he made some. You know, uh, obviously the you know, the breakaway save in overtime. So I I thought he I thought I, I just you know I wasn't I didn't like where that second goal seemed to go in from. Just how important is that position right now for the Vancouver Giants early on in this season? Uh, just knowing that Jesper Vikman's at Vegas Golden Knights camp. I I, I think it's huge. I, I think this is a team that that's going to need its goaltender to help it help it win games. I think it's I, and uh, you know I think there's there's a, a spot there's a there's a decision there for the Vancouver Giants once once Jesper gets back. Do you? Do you go with the older guy as a backup, or do you, you know, have the younger guy there and give, give him a chance to learn, learn from yes, you know, Jesper? Yeah, no, it's exactly the, the situation. If uh, if he's back, it's uh, it's going to be a tough one. You go with the 16-year-old goaltender or the 19-year-old goaltender. Having said that, if you did go with Brett Merwald, assuming now Vikman's back, if you did go with Merwald, you also got your 20-year-old goaltender if he can do the job for next year. Do, do you think, Steve, that? Uh, the 20 uh, how do you think the 20 year old situation resolve itself i i i think they'd like a defenseman i, I think they you know assuming that that Vikeman is back and you know i think Vikeman and, and, and Thorpe are the two uh first first picks as far as the 20s i wouldn't rule out them looking you know elsewhere at, at you know other spots i i, I think there's I think there's things to look at. I know that um, they were they were happy with with Tom last night. I know that's one of the things I talked to Barkley Barkley uh, about Parnetta, and and he you know talked about liking what you know Tom has done through training camp. But Boucher, I think, is a, a versatile guy. I think he's a valuable guy. So I, I think they're going to let this play out. I think they're going to see what all their options are. I don't you know I don't think they've got anything figured out just yet. When you take a look at the defense, um, what do you expect? What kind of a year do you expect out of uh, you know Mazden Leslie uh, as high a pick? And you know everybody remembers how he exploded onto the scene in the bubble series in, season in Kamloops. But think, uh, he struggled a bit last year. What do you look for him this year? I think there. I think that whole group uh is, is going to be challenged i, I think that whole group's going to have to get better at uh, to get the team uh to secure a playoff spot i think i think you know Mazden came in with such such accolades i, I just want to see him play uh a 200 foot game per se i don't you know i don't need him to score 
60 points, I, you know, I, I'd like him to be, you know, be uh, a solid, you know, a solid plus. I think that, you know, that's that would be what I'd want to see from him. I want to see him, to, you know, be able to play at the end of periods when they're up a goal and feel, you know, feel good that, you know, he's going to get pucks out. And who do you think are going to be some of those guys that Michael Dick's going to be leaning on in those critical situations in games, like you say, you know, late in periods or late in games right now for the way the roster is set right now? Right now, I mean, I, I think it's going to be, you know, with, as you know, as far as the 6D, I, I think it's going to be a night-to-night basis. I think I think that there's there's three three pairings that could all be the number one pairing on any night. I don't think anybody's really, you know, really step up. I know they were re- very happy with Colton Roberts coming out of camp. I felt that, that, that he had played very well as a 16-year-old. So I don't think anything is, anything's kind of uh, locked up there. It wouldn't surprise me to see them go out and try and find a, uh, another uh, another 19 year old female. I say, you know, I, I don't think uh, I, I going. I, I think every option is still uh, out there. What were your early impressions of Sam Ponzik last night? Sorry. Well, what, what were your impressions of the import Samuel Hansik last night? Great skill. Uh, great goal at the end. Uh, big guy seems to be seems to be okay playing in traffic. Looks like he's played against men, which obviously he, he has. So I, I you know I I think he's got a chance to be a first line guy. I think I, I think this is going to be a, a kind of a work in progress. Still, I, I think they're still figuring out who, who kind of goes together. And I, I think it's a, a team where there's a you know that they're they're going to need different guys to step up every night. I don't think there's uh, you know, outside of the, the two guys that are away, I, I, I don't think they're stars. Yeah, there's no Lysel in this group. There isn't anybody that... Uh, there's no startup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's the way yeah. they started last year. There just isn't any. Hey, Steve, quick update on Lysel. What are you hearing? I saw that he's playing with uh, Patrice Bergeron. I think he's going to... I think he's going to be a better pro than he was a junior. Really? I think he's... I, 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 I think he's going to... Uh, kind of uh, fall into their system. I think he's going to play within their system more. I don't think. I, I think there were times where it felt like he felt he needed to 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 be the show and got out of what Vancouver was trying to do as a group. I don't think Boston's going to let him do that. I think when he tries to do that, I think the Brandon Carlos and the Patrice Bergerons of the world are going to pull him aside and say, "Hey, you know, this is." This is twenty guys. This is everybody pulling, you know, kind of pulling the same way. So, I, I, I think with the way he skates, the way he talks, and the way he sees the game offensively, I, I think he's going to be a better pro. Steve, one last question from me, um, and thanks again for doing this. Always insightful. Yeah. Uh, when you, uh, when you look at, I mean, you haven't seen Everett. You don't know a lot about him. Let me tell you, they got a lot of guys that weren't in the lineup the last time these two teams played. But what do you, ex- what kind of game do you expect? What would you expect from the Vancouver Giants tonight? Well, I, I mean, first off, Everett's the same every year, aren't they? They're, you know, no, no matter who the guys are, I think they, they seem to draft a type. They seem to drop, you know, they, they work hard and they get pucks in and they compete. Um, I, I think it's, I think Vancouver's going to be that, you know, the same every night too this year. I think that's one of the things we didn't see last year is they seem to rely so much on their high-end guys. I, I, I think they're going to 
really be five-man groups and get you know go up and down the ice in five-man groups and you know need to find ways to compete as as one team. I don't think it's a team with stars right now. Well, uh, Steve, thank you very much for doing this for us here tonight, and uh, enjoy the Vancouver Giants season. We'll talk again soon. Thank you very much. Thanks, there, Steve. There you go. That is Steve Ewan of the Vancouver Province giving his his thoughts after one night and one game for the Vancouver Giants as we get ready for game number two here tonight down in Everett, Washington. And, and you know, even though he, it was game one, and I don't know if Steve saw any of the preseason games, but uh, it, it, it's a hard, Vancouver is a hard team to assess right now because of exactly what he says it's it's a team and i i there's terms in hockey i i don't quite like i don't quite subscribe to them but i do know what they mean when they say scoring by committee but when i look at you know the halibertas the seminucks the edwards the lipinskis the the lankows the bouchers uh botchicks maze the calls i kind of see the same kind of player yeah but here's the secret what you have to do and what you and i have to convey to our listeners is when we can see players start separate separating themselves from others six games seven games ten games in we say wait a minute this guy's taking the next step he's now better for lack of a better word yeah he's better than the rest of the guys you know, this player's taking a step. He's set clearly separating from the rest. That's the beauty of this league. And then you see that comfort level and that trust that the coach develops in those players as they start to separate themselves. Well, exactly. And and I've always said, you know, and you know, I, I, I think this pertains a little bit to a guy like Ty Halliburta, is I thought there was a case where I, the coach had more confidence in him than the player did himself. How good is that? Yeah. So that's what we got to look for. We got to look for, oh, because you don't end up in May with a sale that you started with, you know, in September. You just don't. That's, that's why this league is so good. The National Hockey League, there isn't anybody that really takes the next step. Yeah. They've all, they've all hit, 90% of them hit a ceiling. Now, you, they eventually find their potential is what they do in the National Hockey League. The guys get their feet wet, they get a feel for the league, but then they find where they're expected to be, especially the top-end guys in the National Hockey League. Yeah, and some of them have already been there for 10 years, 8 years, 5 years. They've hit the ceiling. What is the ceiling of these guys out there, 16, 17, 18 years old? They haven't hit their ceiling. I mean, some might not get a lot better, but some... Zach Kostopchuk... When he was 16, when he was 17, the ceiling that I saw him reach last year is the ceiling Ottawa Senators saw him reach. How many guys on this ice right now taking part in warm-up don't know how good they could be right now? Exactly. You know? It's exactly. And that's why this league is here. This is why the fans, this is why I've been here 22 years, 20, whatever it is, 23 years. That's why I like it because... It's hard to play down there. It's hard to play in the Western Hockey League. It's tough. You can't get out of bounds. The boards is part of the game. And everything happens fast, and you got to move pucks. you got to do all that thing. And when I sat in the arena, when I was doing, for example, Edmonton and Portland, 
three years in a row on Shaw TV, and I saw 12,000 people in, in the Moda Center. And I'm looking out there, we're broadcasting, Dan Russell and I, and we're seeing 17- and 18-year-old kids playing at the top level that they're able to play at. That's what you, and that's late in the season, that's WHL final. That's what you're you're going for. That's what you're striving for. And these are all steps along the way. And that's what is so enjoyable for you and for me to bring this journey to the fans. Because I'll tell you, these guys are going to get better. How much better? Well, we'll see. And I'm sure you could talk about that 2019 team that lost in Game 7 in overtime to Prince Albert a number of years ago. A number of guys that were X in September and October and then come April, May, they were completely different hockey players because they took that next step. Well, yeah. And the last thing before we go to break here, we got the coaches show coming up. I, I said many times, there's three things you got to do to be successful in this league. There's three things you got to do for sure successful in the NHL. Number one, you got to draft well. Okay, you're not going to do anything if you have got good players. You got to draft well. You got to develop well. Whose job is that? Coaches. Yeah. You got to develop, and you got to trade well. You got to get players. You got to make switches. You got to acquire what you need. So if you draft well, you develop well, and you trade well, that's the journey that the Western Hockey League is all about. Love, love to have you on board. I'm glad we're going to follow this. I'm looking forward to the journey. I'm looking forward to the experience. And the next part of the journey of the experience, in the short term anyways, is the head coach of the Vancouver Giants, Michael Dick. We'll hear from him when we come back as you're listening to White Spot, Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. You're listening to the Vancouver Giants pregame show on Vancouver's home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. Welcome back to the Angel of the Winds Arena down here in Everett, Washington. I'm Eddie Gregory along with Bill Wilms as the Vancouver Giants are getting ready for their second game of the season here tonight against the Everett Silvertips. And it was a very good effort for the Vancouver Giants last night, opening up the season at home at the Langley Event Center, losing in a shootout to the Seattle Thunderbirds. A very pesky effort and hardworking effort from the Vancouver Giants last night. And let's hear the assessment of the Vancouver Giants last night from head coach Michael Dick. Well, Michael, you had your first game of the season last night against Seattle, a 4-3 shootout loss, but your team battled very, very hard all night long, had a couple of comebacks. Just your overall thoughts on the way your team competed last night. Well, I think we got better as the game went on. I, I really didn't like our first period all that much. I, I, I thought the second period got better, and the third was was probably our best period. So five on five, um, you know, we got to be a lot better. I, I thought our specialty teams allowed us to get the point last night, but you know, we got to be a lot better five on five. If you're looking for little areas of improvement in five on five, what would they be? We got to we got to be more physical. Like way too many flybys on the puck, and, and allowing them to get off the walls and, and take far more pride in their one on one battles. And let's talk about special teams. What went right for you on the power play to begin with? I think you know the fact that you know we we did a really good job with our recoveries. Um, you know, we, we converted on our opportunities, but it was it was our loose puck recoveries allowed us to get possession and, and reset and, and get pucks to the net. And how much does that lead to second chance opportunities and build momentum for your power play? Well, that's that's the key to momentum is is sustained pressure and and uh, without without those recoveries, confidence to shoot the puck, you're never going to get it back. And obviously on the other side, uh, penalty killing was very good for your group as well. What'd you like from that side of your game? Uh, it was really good. I, I thought guys did a great job blocking shots, uh, getting in lanes. We, we we blocked a lot of shots last night and. 
and uh, you know our penalty kill was was really really important to to getting us that point. Did you really limit the amount of quality looks that Seattle was able to generate in the power play last night? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think it was more, uh, you know, one thing that we can be better with is our clears to make sure it's 200 feet. We gave them maybe maybe more opportunities than we wanted to to, to reset with the puck, but but again, uh, whether it was guys getting in lanes or a goaltender making big saves, it came up big for us. Now, just uh, think about one player in particular last night, new face, picked up in the offseason, Carson Haynes from Tri-Cities. What were your thoughts on his game last night? Well, he... he uh, was his first game and he's only practiced you know this week so I think the best is yet to come uh, big solid steady guy that skates pretty well just got to keep the game simple now obviously coming back to Everett we all know what happened here a year ago in the playoffs just you know your thoughts on facing this team again here at night number two well we know how you know how, how this team plays in this building and the amount of energy it generates hard working team really really good on the four check well coached uh, you know we're certainly going to see their best tonight What's the key to managing the energy in this building? Well, I think the key to managing it is is uh, is having that that even keel mentality. I mean, you're, you're gonna have to be you have to be confident, uh, being uncomfortable at times because they'll, they'll come at you so hard and, and they're real physical. They provide a lot of net pressure and and, uh, and and through that they get the energy going in this building. So, you know, just just uh, being able to reset really quickly to get the momentum back. All right, thank you very much. Good luck here tonight, Michael. Thanks. That is the head coach of the Vancouver Giants, Michael Dick. Well, Bill Wilms, what did you hear from the head coach there? Uh, the thing that jumped out right away at me is uh, is the wall play, is finishing checks, letting guys, no flybys. This is critical for me. Uh, I'd like to see this Vancouver Giant team in their own end. You don't have to hit guys all over the place. You've got to stop momentum. You can't let the opposing team skate in your own end. Put a stop to it. Takeouts, that's what he's talking about. No fly bu- flybys, I like that. Well, let's even use that as one of our keys to the game tonight, brought to you by Chevrolet, and that'll be key number one that the coach touched on right there, and that is being physical. And I guess one thing going into game number two here tonight, carry over from last night, carry it over here into tonight we already talked about it already having success on special teams on power play and penalty kill for the Vancouver Giants here tonight Bill. yeah and, and, and I mean you you know what when you when you get two goals like they did last night on the power play or you kill penalties off Eddie you can't replicate that in a practice I don't care how hard you try the, you can't have your own squad against your own squad on the power play it might look great it's not at all the same as it is in a game so to be successful that's important and that's i think uh, gets them confidence and i think the giants small sample one game they come into tonight's game uh you know with success on the power play by the way they were four for 16 on the power play against Everett last year, Everett was 4 for 15. So coming in tonight, they got to be confident on what they do in specialty teams, and they did a nice job last night. And one thing that we haven't seen as he added is just going to be game number two, but I guess we'll make this our third key of the game here tonight. How about playing with the lead? Let's see what this Giants team does when yeah. they get an opportunity to play with the lead. Yeah, very good. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and that, again, is so important that they got a point out of that game yesterday, last night, never played with the lead. Yeah, get the lead and uh, harder to play with it on the road. This is a tough place to play with the lead. It's a tougher place to play from behind. You can't chase the game. And that's one of the keys. Don't be chasing this game tonight. Last thing, and you'll hear me say this many times, be in the game after 40 minutes of play. You don't have to be winning. Nice if you are, but go into the dressing room after 40 minutes of play saying, hey, we got 20 minutes, we can do this thing. 
What does the energy do in this building if the Vancouver Giants spent a good amount of time through the first 40 minutes tonight playing with the lead, considering what happened a year ago? Well, you know, it, there's so many guys. What, what is it? I think there's 11 back, basically, on each team from, you know, the when they played in, in uh, Vancouver at the LEC last year, game six, when they won. I don't know how much carryover there is. I, I do feel, honestly, that there's more, what's the word? Uh, there's more on the line in this home opener. After losing in six games to the Vancouver Giants, there's more on the line for the for this Everett team. Whoever's left, whoever's wearing that jersey, I think there's more on the line based on what happened last year. And I've said this before. You know when you build rivalries, Eddie? When you knock a team out of the playoffs. Yeah. That's when you start saying, okay, I hate that team. It stings. It hurts just a little, a little bit more, more, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. So I don't know. I've never sensed a massive rivalry between these two teams i'm not sure i buy the rivalry thing an awful lot um well i mean we're going to run into the same thing next weekend when we play victoria friday night it's a team that was nine wins against vancouver other whatever they had 23 wins nine were against eight nine were against vancouver that that's going to come into play next Friday night at the LEC. And that's going to be something that the Vancouver Giants are going to be looking to turn around when they start their season series against the Victoria Royals. We'll take one break and come back for a final segment of our pregame show, then get ready for puck drop as you're listening to White Spot, Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Now 25 years strong, the Child Foundation is here to support the research that supports children with intestinal and liver disorders. Major strides are being made in finding a cure for children with inflammatory bowel diseases, which is fatal if not diagnosed and treated before the age of three. Today, all new parents in BC are given tests to detect this disease in their infants, thanks to IBD medical advances supported by the Child Foundation. <laughs> a message from the broadcasters of British Columbia. At Triple O's, they have a taste like no other. Which means when they say beef, they mean 100% fresh Canadian beef that will definitely cause cravings. Or by bun, they mean the soft and delicious artisan-style burger bun made with local ingredients. And their secret Triple O sauce is the tastiest secret they'll never tell. Because when you mix fresh, quality ingredients and a passion for making every burger, fry, and shake better than the last, you get a unique taste. Triple O's, a no other. Jack Line is playing whatever. Yeah, that means you might hear this. 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 And even this. I like the way you work Jack 96.9. Check us out today on whatever you listen to. Your radio, the Radio Player Canada app, or on your smart speaker. Just tell it to play Jack 96.9 Vancouver. The new KISS Radio. Your radio station for the biggest hits. My bad habits get to you. The best throwbacks. With the KISS Promise. Less commercials and way more music. Only on the new KISS Radio. 
Now 25 years strong, the Child Foundation is here to support the research that supports children with intestinal and liver disorders. Major strides are being made in finding a cure for children with inflammatory bowel diseases, which is fatal if not diagnosed and treated before the age of three. Today, all new parents in BC are given tests to detect this disease in their infants, thanks to IBD medical advances supported by the Child Foundation. <laughs> a message from the broadcasters of British Columbia. At Triple O's, they have a taste like no other. Which means when they say beef, they mean 100% fresh Canadian beef that will definitely cause cravings. Or by bun, they mean the soft and delicious artisan-style burger bun made with local ingredients. And their secret Triple O sauce is the tastiest secret they'll never tell. Because when you mix fresh, quality ingredients and a passion for making every burger, fry, and shake better than the last, you get a unique taste. Triple O's, a taste like no other. More of the Vancouver Giants pregame show on Vancouver's home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. Angel of the Winds Arena down in Everett, Washington as the Vancouver ready for their second game of the season. And you are listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants hockey on Sportsnet 650. Want to make sure to catch all the games in the WHL's BC division? Stream all the games at watch.chl.ca. For the Vancouver Giants' complete schedule for the 22-23 season, visit VancouverGiants.com. Well, Bill, we're going to get our first opportunity here tonight to see goaltender Matthew Hutchins' first start of the season. He did make a brief appearance for the Vancouver Giants, appearing in three games last year, including a shutout last year. And what do we expect to see from this young goaltender who made some, some waves locally when he made, a early, made his appearance last year for the Vancouver Giants in between the pipes? Well, the goaltending last year after Vikeman got hurt was somewhere between lost and found. They, they really didn't know. I mean, they went, you know, with, with Gursky, who had appeared very solidly sometimes, that the Martin kid, Connor Martin, that proved not, nothing kind of. Nobody grabbed the goaltending position by the horns. Nobody said, I want that. Well, you give the you give the job to then 15-year-old, uh, you know, Matthew Hutchison, and uh, you throw him right in. He plays three games and he gets that one win, biggest win of the season that Vancouver needed at that time. It was a must-win. It was a fourth-last game, and they win 3-2 in Kelowna, and he makes 27 saves on 29 shots, gets them the two points. Never forget that. That was really important, and it was the 15-year-old that did that. So he's got to have some confidence. He's, he was 1-2 and two last year in the three games he played. 8-6-3 save percentage, but like I said, he got a pretty big win. And that's just it, right? It's where you get the wins, right? And he did it in a difficult building, and he did it on the road, and he's getting another opportunity here on the road here in Everett to see what he can do for this Vancouver Giants team, and that's huge as well. And you know what? My, Michael Dick always says this too. Uh, he talks about the term insulate the goaltender. You know, make sure that you don't give second chances. You know, box out, insulate the guy. You know, have your five man units. This is the other thing you got to watch for is those five man units. You know, they come up the ice as a unit, they get in the forecheck as a unit, five guys. And that's the way you play in your own end, too. And you got to be especially aware that you want to make sure that you block the shots. 
that you get maybe one scoring chance and not two and not three. Your breakdowns defensively, Eddie, can't result in grade A scoring chances. Just because you made one mistake, bang, it's a grade A chance. You gotta have the five guys. You gotta insulate your goaltender. So I'm anxious to see how he performs. And for him, obviously, let's get through the first period, be happy. And then just continue to push forward and see what happens going into the next 20 minutes. And just period by period, shift by shift, just all those typical hockey cliches as they go along. And that's your starting goaltender for the Vancouver Giants here tonight, Matthew Hutchinson, sponsored by Four Points Insurance Company, providing protection at home and away, just like Matthew Hutchinson. Well, this weekend for the Vancouver Giants is one game at home in the Seattle Thunderbirds and one game on the road. It's going to be the same thing next week for the Vancouver Giants as they're going to return to the LEC next Friday to face the Victoria Royals and then return to Washington State again, this time further south down in Seattle, Bill. Yeah, you know what? If I've got this right, uh, the Vancouver Giants, I don't. I have the schedule in front of me, but I, I think it's games a week apart. I think it's... Yesterday, Friday, it's next Friday, and then it's the following Friday. And they're all home games in those uh, Friday games. But in any case, it's Vancouver and Everett tonight. Victoria will be at Vancouver next Friday. Vancouver goes down to Seattle, then Prince George at Vancouver. Then Seattle's back in Vancouver, and that's their first six games. And, uh, you know, we talked about it already. They got a point last night. Is this your first time in this building? It is, yes. How you liking it? I'm local? looking forward to it. I've, I mean, I've heard about this building and I've seen videos and everything about it for years. And honestly, I'm really looking forward to just seeing what everything is all about here and ever in Washington. And I'm just going to enjoy it and embrace the atmosphere. That's honestly what I'm looking forward to here tonight, Bill. You know, when I was working games in Seattle, uh, 95 era, 96, 96, 97, 97, 98, those three years. Uh, Russ Farwell, who was in our building yesterday, was the general manager of Seattle at the time. And this is 95-96, and we talked about expansion, WHL expansion. Would it work in Vancouver? No, didn't think it had any chance because the NHL team was there. Would it work, in, uh, you know, in Edmonton? Maybe they had the Edmonton Oil Kings there previous to that. Uh, would it win? Would it work in Everett? Never, you would never have an expansion team, is what the talk was at that time, just up the road from Seattle. Well, this team went to the WH, this French WHL final, their first year. Isn't Kevin Constantine the head coach of that team? Yeah, he was. Yeah. This this group in here, this crowd at that time, you go, we're going back, you know, a number of years. If, if the puck was iced because it went down the ice of the other team's own, a cheer would kind of erupt. But I can tell you one thing, when the when the uh, Everett Silvertips would make a pass from their own zone into the neutral ice area, a completed pass, the crowd started cheering. Yeah. See, the way the fans work in the U.S. in all sports is they cheer for an incentive. In Canada, the fans generally cheer as a reward. And as you go through the division, I mean, what 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 American teams are there in a BC? Just the Wenatchee Wild, so that's about two hours east of here, maybe three. And you go to Portland, you go to Seattle, you go to Everett, you go to Tri-City, you go to 
Spokane, the fans cheer. I mean, when I was in college, we had cheerleaders. This is North Dakota. We had cheerleaders on the ice. It's a different energy and it's a different vibe in terms of the fan experience in the United States and Canada. I'm not saying that to be critical or to criticize. It's just a different environment. It's just the way the two countries watch a game live in the building. Well, again, I mean, when you when you think of the whole football thing, for example, and the cheerleaders in the U.S., when you think of the basketball and the cheerleaders, uh, what are the cheerleaders are for? To, to lead cheers. I mean, as an in, to incentivize the, the team. That doesn't happen very much up in Canada. But as I say, we cheer as a reward. I mean, we cheer big time. But I think, uh, you know, this is a league that's a little different. You go to that LEC, I go back to that Prince Albert series in 2019. Eddie, Dan and I took our headsets off sometimes, and we yelled at each other, and we couldn't hear each other. That was the atmosphere at the LEC. And that's incredible. Like, I've been in the LEC when it's gotten loud, just for the third round as a part of that 2019 run. I couldn't make it in those games, that final against Prince Albert, but I can only imagine what the energy level in that building, the Langley Event Center, is like. And it does get very energetic when the fans get going at the Langley Event Center, just based on how intimate of a venue it is at the LEC. Yeah, it's a, it's a special place, no question about it. And if you hear that announcer in the background he's introducing all of the everett silvertip players and as they skate out to kind of a flame burst if i'm not mistaken yep this little pyrotechnics yeah let me just tell you the guy they just announced tim metzger i said this on the pregame show earlier uh he's from switzerland he's a 6-6 goaltender he's a big guy and they drafted him in the euro draft and you're only allowed two european drafts so you kind of wonder um you know he's a backup tonight Braden Holt, the 19-year-old from Montana, is getting the start. But I'm kind of anxious to just follow what uh, that goaltender is going to do uh, in uh, in Everett. We started last year with a guy by the name of Sebastian Ranischitz in Victoria, an Austrian goaltender. Wow. I mean, he lasted, I don't know if he lasted three games, four games. But I see him show up in the World Junior for the Austrian goal, as Austrian national team. So European goaltenders, this, this is a big kid, and a 17-year-old, uh, you know, as Everett's picking the Euro draft. And definitely the Vancouver Giants have had their share of success of players contributing from the import draft as well, and Fabian myself, something that you mentioned in our pregame interview with Steve Ewan, and we're definitely going to be keeping an eye on his progress with the uh, Boston Bruins as things go along. Well, you know, the, the guy that we're watching this year is Samuel Honsek. He's 18. He's from Slovakia. Now, uh, the top five European giants in history. I give Steve Ewan credit. He wrote about this. He's got Michael Repic, number one. Fans will remember him from the Czech Republic. And he's got four Slovakians in the next four. Milos Roman. Yep. Remember him as recently as a couple years ago. Mario Blisnak. Yep. Remember him. He took more face-offs in the Memorial Cup that year that in uh, Moncton than Gilbert uh, Brulee did. A Vancouver draft. Played, yep. I think, a couple games. Andre Mazaros, a Slovakian defenseman, one of my all-time favorites. Unbelievable how well he played coming back in a neutral ice area, how he exploded into the play. And uh, Marek Tverden. 
all Slovakia. So, you know, this is, you know, Samuel Hansek. And when you get a guy from one of those countries that's been successful, you kind of keep going back. Yeah, stick with what works, right? Just keep on going to the well. Keep on going to the well until the well runs dry, right? Well, Bob Torrey, general manager of the Tri-City Americans, has been very successful with driving kids out of Winnipeg. I think it started with a guy named Jonathan Taves. Uh, I'm not sure he ever reported, but, boy, he's gone back to that well an awful lot since then. Yeah. So we'll take a break, and we'll get ready for puck drop. In game number two of the Vancouver Giants season here down in Everett. We'll have opening face-off when we come back as you're listening to White Spot, Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. This is Vancouver Giants Hockey. It's time to drop the puck on Sportsnet 650, Vancouver's home of hockey. Welcome to the Angel of the Winds Arena here in Everett, Washington, where the Vancouver Giants play their second game of the season here tonight against the Everett Silvertips. I'm Eddie Gregory along with Bill Wilms here down in Washington tonight. Vancouver Giants coming off a hard-fought 4-3 game last night at the Langley Event Center to the Seattle Thunderbirds as tonight the Vancouver Giants return to the scene of the crime, so to speak, where last year the Vancouver Giants pulled out the biggest upset in Western Hockey League history, eliminating the 100-point Everett Silvertips from a year ago in six games. And... Everett definitely has not forgot that outcome from a year ago. Here's their first opportunity for redemption. Vancouver Giants in their home whites here tonight. Going to be starting with Ty Thorpe in between Sam Honsick and Ty Halliburta. And Ty Thorpe is now officially playing his second or 200th game in the Western Hockey League. And we are underway. Damian Palmieri and Mastin Leslie on the back end for Vancouver. Battle for the puck in the neutral zone. And in comes Sam Honsick on the left wing. He's being hounded from behind, is now being pushed to the boards. And they chop at the puck, and the silver tips are played around the left wing side for Raymond. Played the line held in by Thorpe. He'll just send it behind the Everett net. And now the silver tips are get organized behind their own net. Jameson playing it up for Ty Gibson. Snap pass through center ice, hit a body in the neutral zone of Seminuck. And coming in is Austin Roast. He'll drop it back, but the Giants break that up. And Palmieri will play it up ahead to the Vancouver blue line. And the Giants will get it through center ice. Dexter Will turning with the puck. He'll chip it in deeper to the Vancouver zone. Hutchinson setting it up behind the net for Tom Cadu. He'll wire it off the glass. Not down there. And a big hit thrown along the boards by Cadu. As he knocked down Jacob Wright along the boards. And I think that's going to result in the first penalty of the game, Bill. A minute and two seconds in. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure whether that was a good call or not. It doesn't matter what I think. I mean, he made a he made a pass, and it ended up on the stick of Everett Silvertip about the half zone zone, and uh, he just ran right over the Everett Silvertip player. That's one thing you don't want to do in this building, is you don't want to give up a power play in the first minute. That's exactly what we're facing. In fact, a minute and two seconds, and you got the specialty team's got to go to work. Everett had a pretty good power play last year, second in the Western Hockey League at 27%. And they set it up in the Vancouver zone. Walking the line, dishing on the left wing side. Back to the line to Ty Gibson. On to the right wing side for Raymond. Lays in front, touches the down, scramble for it. Loose puck, and it rolls into the corner. 
Dangerous chance in front of the Vancouver goal, but it stayed out. Now played back to the line. Gibson dishing it over to Raymond. Back to Gibson. One-timer hit a leg in front as Halliburton got in the way of that and blocked that shot. Now puck played up the boards for Austin Roos. To the line to Gibson. Returning it to Roost. On to the right side to Raymond. Lays in front of the score! Berezowski at the side of the post jams it in for a power play goal to give Everett the early one to nothing lead. Uh, you know, that was a pretty pass. There's no question about that. Berezowski, such a talent for this hockey team, had 46 goals last year, a breakout year for a 19-year-old. He had nine more than the next closest silver tip. He parks himself right to the right, just outside the crease, waits for the play to develop on one side of the of the net. Everybody's a little bit focused on where the puck is if you're the defenders, and he puck is slid right over to Bears and gets the redirect into the top of the net as a matter of fact. Eddie, that, that's what happened to the times in this building last year, is that they gave up, Giants gave up the first goal. So critical to not let these fans get in it right away. Didn't happen tonight. Berezowski opens the uh, scoring for the uh, Everett Silverton to make it 1-0. And now as we speak, it's going to be the Vancouver Giants going to a white spot power play as Dexter Whittle is called for cross-checking at 155 in this first period. That first ever Silver Tips goal for Berezowski came at 144 this first period. And now the Giants go to work on the power play. They struck twice last night with a man advantage against Seattle. But Leslie lost the puck at the blue line and is sent down the ice into the Giants' zone. Hutchinson will quickly fire to center ice for Ty Thorpe. He'll wheel it through center ice for Vancouver. He'll dish it off on the right wing side. Get it through for Kyron Kronick. He'll try and spin away from Gibson. Kronick protecting the puck in his skates. Thorpe trying to dig it loose. And Albert will send it down the ice into Vancouver's zone. 35 seconds gone in this Giants power play. As Leslie starts over behind the Vancouver goal. He'll drop it off for Hal. Ty Thorpe fell in behind. Now he'll leave it for Halliburton. Lead the rush into the Everett zone. And now the Giants will set it up in the Everett end. Leslie at the right point. Knocked down in front, comes back to Leslie again. Dishing over to Hansik, but he fans on the shot, trying to put it in front. Now back to the line. Leslie, he'll dish it over to Hansik. He'll fade it rink wide. Barnick lays in front, and Everett blocks that. And they get to a loose puck and send it down the ice. Yeah, a couple good plays already, but that last play by Hansik, he just didn't get on that puck quick enough for what the coaching staff talked about, puck retrieval. Wasn't able to get it. in on the attack. 35 seconds remaining in this power play. Rishoff in the line. That's tipped wide of the goal. And now Everett gets to the loose puck and backhands it down the ice. Hutchinson will set it up behind the Vancouver goal for Tom Cadoux. Lipinski, Boucher, Blankow out there for Vancouver. The back end of this power play. Semenek takes a hit of the line. And that allows Everett to clear the puck out through center ice. Now Boucher will snap it in from center ice. Holt out of his goal. He'll play it around. But now we have a whistle on the delayed offside so with nine seconds remaining in this Vancouver power play. Yeah, not a whole lot happened there. Handles of the puck. You want it just a little bit cleaner. But again, bit of nerves. You talk about nerves in the first home game. There's certainly nerves for a guy like Hansik, the first road game. He's made a couple good plays with a 
Gibson just fumbled it a little bit. You know, you don't get a second chance of passes in this league as you get even to the next level. The tape to tape, you have to move the puck tape to tape quickly. Puck in the Vancouver zone is now the penalty has come to an end, and the Giants are over one on the power play. Called backhanding it into the Everett zone, but he doesn't get it deep. Now Aaron Jamison will chip it back into the zone. Hutchinson out of his net, rims it high around the left wing glass in a stanchion and ended up going out of play. A little unfortunate break there for Hutchinson. If that got through, it would have given Julian Cull an opportunity to wheel out of the Vancouver zone. Well, it's important too now for Hutchinson. You know, it wasn't his fault. Certainly the pass was played perfectly. It was a power play, it wasn't his fault. And again, the 16-year-old from Nanaimo has to make sure that he's focused, got a release, you know, relax, release, regroup, and refocus. That's kind of the four R's of the goaltending position. Everett wins the faceoff in the Vancouver zone, but a shot from the line is blocked by Colton Roberts. And now the Silver Timson drive to the net, and a sharp angle shot went just wide as Berezowski was making a bit there. Now the Giants get it to center right to Halliburton. Now to Thorpe, cutting in with a wrist shot off the glove of Holt. Thorpe gets his own rebound, and a backhand is stopped by Holt. Two good chances for Ty Thorpe. Best early scoring chance for Vancouver in this first period. Now the Silver Timps will tip it into the Vancouver end. Battling there down deep is Paul Mary, up against Raymond. As they battle to the right of Hutchinson, play up the right wing, and Halliburton will send it down the ice into the Everett zone. Not enough for an icing, which allows Vancouver to get in a change. Five minutes into this first period, 1-0 Everett leading. Shots are 3-2 in favor of the Silvertips. As Dylan Anderson plays it up the left wing for Jacob Wright. He'll just backhand it down the ice into the Vancouver zone. Palmieri back for the puck. And this is an icing against the Silvertips belt. Back to uh, Jackson Berezowski, the 20-year-old last year, 46 goals. I talked about Oh, he had 17 power play goals. He's got the opening goal here tonight, a power play goal. 20-year-old, I honestly don't know. He's one of those guys that you wonder, how did he not get drafted? How did somebody not take a chance on him with 79 points last year? Third most goals in the Western Hockey League. But as a 20-year-old, just could keep plugging another year. Silver tips tip the puck to the Vancouver blue line off the faceoff. Now Tom Cadu with the puck. Playing it up through center ice for Sammy May with a left wing feed for Julian Call. He's given a bump along the board, but got the puck in deep into the Everett end. As Call was bumped there by Dylan Anderson. But the Giants come up with the puck in the Everett zone. Tom Cadu, wrist shot, hold the save. Rebound lying in front. And he finds it and covers it up at the side of the net. But the Giants creating a little bit of havoc in and around that Everett goal. You know, that was Cole with a good job. And he, he chased it down. It was a loose puck. He went into the corner to the goal. Got that puck. Got it back to the point to Cadu. The shot ended up on the net. Gave the goaltender a little bit of trouble. You know, sometimes all you're asking is to create chaos in front of the net. Boy, did we have it in that one shift last night late in that first period. Hey, face off inside the Everett zone. Giants get the draw. Lipinski wins it back to the line to Camazola. Roll it into the corner for Gronick. Up the boards for Semenuk, who had a Vancouver goal last night. Now for Lipinski, batting behind the Everett goal. Lipinski trying to turn away from Anderson. And now Gronick comes in for the puck. He'll turn, fire a wrist shot, and Holt got a piece of that with a blocker. Now Camazola on the other side. He's knocked down, but he chips it down into the corner, and there's going to be a penalty coming up to Everett. Six skaters out there for the Giants. Puck fed back to the line. The Silver Tips touch the puck 
and the Giants are going to go to their second white spot power play of the night as a tripping penalty has been called. I loved what Kyron Gronick just did. He had that puck in the faceoff circle to the right side of the Irwin goaltender. He was going to pass it. You know what? He knows how good he shoots from that spot. And he very, very quickly got the shot on that. Like that. Need more of that. Just past the six-minute mark here in the first period. We'll take a break as you're listening to White Squad. Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. At Triple O's, they have a taste like no other. Which means when they say beef, they mean 100% fresh Canadian beef that will definitely cause cravings. Or by bun, they mean the soft and delicious artisan-style burger bun made with local ingredients. And their secret triple O sauce is the tastiest secret they'll never tell. Because when you mix fresh, quality ingredients and a passion for making every burger, fry, and shake better than the last, you get a unique taste. Triple O's, a taste like no other. Jack 96.9 is playing whatever. Yeah, that means you might hear this. 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 And even this. I like the way you work, Jack 96.9. Check us out today on whatever you listen to. Your radio, the Radio Player Canada app, or on your smart speaker. Just tell it to play Jack 96.9 Vancouver. Vincent Lamanna is in the box for the Everett Silvertips, and the Giants are on their second white spot power play of the night. And they control the faceoff in the Everett zone. Right behind the net for Thorpe. Back to the left wing side for Samuel Hansik. He'll work down to the corner. Back to the line to Leslie. Wrist shot, and that bounces wide to the goal. Thorpe gets the rebound, playing on the boards. Quickly back to Leslie with a snapshot, and a patch save made by Holt on that. Hansik into the corner to Thorpe. Out of the right wing side to Gronick. Centers out in front and the snapshot is blocked as Halliburton got a good look from the circle. Now Thorpe hustles to the rebound. Bumps it back to the blue line to Leslie and he can't hold the line. The bounce out through center ice with 40 seconds gone in this power play. But quickly the Giants move right back into the Everett zone. Leslie at the right point. Down the right boards to Kyron Gronick. Quickly to Leslie. Back to Gronick. Wrist shot. Knocked down in front as Gibson blocked that. And he clears it out through center ice. Leslie. Under some pressure, he's knocked down, and the Silvertips take the puck. Centering pass, nicely broken up by Hansik, who came back as going to the net was Jacob Wright shorthanded for Everett. 54 seconds remaining in this Giants power play. Giants slap it into the Everett zone, and the Silvertips will send it down the ice into the Vancouver end. Hutchinson setting it up behind the goal for Tom Canoe. He'll feed it up the right wing for Ethan Semenuk. He'll snap it into the Everett zone. And meeting on the left wing side is Lankow, but the Giants take the, or the Silver Tips take the puck loose and send it down the ice. 29 seconds remaining in the power play. Quickly sped back into the Everett zone, but a Giants rush is broken up, and the Silver Tips will send it down the ice. Hutchinson up for Sammy May. His pass is nearly blocked, but May gets it back. And to lead the rush of the Everett line, played for Lipinski. He's checked, and the puck comes back to the line. Tom Canoe, final seconds of the power play. He'll feed it down the right boards to May. Back to Semenuk. Back to Canoe. The penalties come to an end. Wrist shot off the leg and into the corner. Semenuk, his pass is blocked. And Everett will chip it up through center ice. But they can't do anything with it. And turning it back is Lipinski on the right wing. Wrist shot, hold the save with a blocker. 
Good wrist shot there for Vancouver. Now Berezowski will feed on the left wing. And a snapshot off the stick of Robertson wide to the Vancouver goal. Now Everett comes up with the puck. They'll play it back to the blue line to Stitzma. He'll just chip it, and the puck ends up going up and over the glass and out of play. Shots are 6-3 in favor of Vancouver. That was not a bad power play. I counted four puck retrievals, exactly what you want. Are you surprised that Thorpe is in the middle of those puck retrievals? He's a dog on a bone, did exactly what he had to. They kept that puck alive, and for me also was highlighted a little bit by the back check of uh, Hansek. Yeah. He's playing the point on the power play, came back and really broke up a play really good, nicely at the top of the faceoff circle. A really good example of what Michael Dick talked about in our pregame comments about the power play and what he wants to see from his group. Puck at the Vancouver zone, Rishaw ripped over top of the goal. Now Edwards give it a bump along the wall as it's in skates, chip back to the blue line, sets mum. He'll dish it down the left wall, and a snapshot didn't get through to the net. Now Paskowitz, he'll play the corner. Bump back to the line, and a snapshot hit a leg, and Vancouver will turn it the other way. Here's Edwards on the right wing. He'll bounce it in deeper to the zone. Holt went out of his net to play the puck, and now we have a whistle in behind the play. Everett player Folks fell down in behind the, the net. I don't know. I don't think there's a penalty on it. The, the arm of the... Official wearing the armband, I don't think was up in the air. Hey, shots on goal right now are 6-3 favoring for the Vancouver Giants. Only thing to take out of that to this point is three Everett Silvertip shots. We're halfway through the first print, but the last one by Heslop, number 22, alone right between the hash marks was a dangerous spot to shoot from. Vancouver can't give up that space for a shot like that. Everett snaps it through center ice. Courtney, he'll play on the left wing, chance of the net, and they score! Eric Jamison off the rush gives the Silvertips a two to nothing lead. Way too easy. As the Everett Silvertips come up the ice into the neutral zone, they pass that puck over to the left wing. Believe it was Jamison. And I'm telling you, he just jumped. He's a defenseman, and he looked like a all-star left winger as he broke down that left side, got in tight. He had so much space between him and the defender. All you could do was wave your stick at him if you're the last man back. That is some excellent speed, a good move by the defenseman to give this Everett Silvertip team a 2-0 lead, but it looks like there's an Everett Silvertip that's gone into the penalty box. We'll have to figure that one out. Oh, there's a Vancouver Giant as well. Oh, Mary. Is this gonna be our first opportunity at four on four? But Eddie, that that was, I mean, it's a great play by the defenseman for the Everett Silvertips, but you just cannot let a player go down that left wing and have that easy access to the front of your net. So it's a two to nothing game. We also have coincidental penalties. And we're down to four on four hockey here. As Everett controls at their own blue line. Dexter Whittle. He'll fire it up ahead, is tipped into the Vancouver zone, knocked down by Tom Cadu. 
He'll bank it up the right wing for Ty Thorpe. Quickly through the middle of the ice. Bounced over the stick of Haynes. And now Vancouver get it up to Hansek. He's up there with Thorpe up front of this 4-4 four four situation. Hansek leads the rush into the zone. And we're going to get a penalty as Ty Thorpe knocks the stick out of the hands of an Everett player. And the Silver Temps are going to go to the power play. That'll be four on three. Two nothing Temps. Everett Silver Temps with four shots on goal. They've got the two, but let's be honest, that last goal was a pretty clear cut opportunity for Eric Jamison, and it was just a great cross ice pass to Berezowski for the one nothing goal. Now, down 2 nothing. same situation they faced last night. It's an Everett Silver Tip power play, four on three. And the Silver Tips win the draw. Left in the line for Ty Gibson. And into the high slot now on the left wing side. Berezowski back to the line to Gibson. They play catch now on the right wing side for Raymond. To Gibson, the line. Back to Raymond. Beating it back door. And a save made by Hutchinson. Similar looking play that ever scored their first goal of the night. Raymond closing in. Backdoor feed. And a pass save by Hutchinson. They've been trying that backdoor play a few times, and Hutchinson with a big stop there. Vancouver shorthanded. Lipinski lost the puck. And now the Silver Temps will turn to the other way. With 40 seconds remaining in this 4 3 situation for the Silver Temps. Turning on the boards is Austin Roos. To the line, to Ty Gibson. Back to Roos. Top of the left wing circle. Down low for Raymond. Broken up by a good stick by Haynes. He ties up his check, and that allows Vancouver to backhand the puck into their own bench and give themselves a bit of a reprieve. But we've seen never trying to go over that backdoor play to that puck post a few times already on the second power play. Well, you gotta, you got to be, a, you know, certainly be aware of that, be prepared for that. But, you know, you look at this Dominic Raymond, uh, the 18-year-old from the Czech Republic, who was the uh, CHL Everett Silver Tips first pick, and, you know, you only get to do the 22 import draft. You rely on your scouts an awful lot for that, and he's got a good one here. Raymond takes the puck off the right wing boards, plays it back to the line, broken up by a good stick by Halliburton, gets it down into the Everett zone. Halliburton racing after it, shorthanded. Round behind the Everett net, he's bumped off the puck. A good work on the penalty kill by Tag Halliburton, now heads off on a change. Jacob Wright into the Vancouver zone. Down the right wing. He lost his footing against Camazola. The defenseman lost his stick, and the puck winds up behind the net. As we're now in a five on four power play for Everett for 22 seconds. Leslie lost his footing, and the puck's held in the line. Jamison to the right point to Anderson. Back to Jamison. Looking for a shooting lane. Waits. Dishing it down the left side. Back to the line to Jamison. To the right point to Anderson. Slap shot. Drilled it wide on the glove side. Jamison pinches in, takes a hit and feeds it behind the net for Berezovsky. As now the penalty has come to an end and Vancouver's back at full strength. And Everett is one for two on the power play tonight. Fucking skates along the boards in the Vancouver zone. It's scrummed loose and finally poked free. And Giants can't get it up to Thorpe and a shot from the boards is stopped by Hutchinson. Now centering pass to escape. Back to Jamison. He'll walk in and shoot. Kicked out by Hutchinson. And the rebound comes to Thorpe and he'll at least get the puck outside the line. 7.15 remaining here in this first period. 2-0 Silvertips leading. And in they come again down the left wing side. 
Gruet behind the goal. Thorpe in there trying to dig for that loose puck. Camisola throws a check and emerges with the puck behind the Vancouver net. Bounces off the glass, gets to the line, held it by Whittle. And he'll just flip it back in deep into the Vancouver zone. And that allows Everett to make some changes. As the Giants left it to center ice, knocked down by Rowan Woodward. He'll play it down and a wrist shot off his ticket over top of the goal as Paskowitz had that shot redirect and go up and over the glass and out of play. 6.44 remaining here in this first period. Two other things, Silver Tips lead. Listening to White Spot, Vancouver Giants hockey on Sportsnet 650. Now 25 years strong, the Child Foundation is here to support the research that supports children with intestinal and liver disorders. Major strides are being made in finding a cure for children with inflammatory bowel diseases, which is fatal if not diagnosed and treated before the age of three. Today, all new parents in BC are given tests to detect this disease in their infants, thanks to IBD medical advances supported by the Child Foundation. <laughs> a message from the broadcasters of British Columbia. 2-0, Everett Silver tips leading with 6.44 remaining here in this first period. And Vancouver Giants in a similar situation to what we saw last night. Down 2-0 in the first period. And we'll see if Vancouver has a push in the latter portion of this opening 20 minutes to try and claw their way back in this one here tonight, Bill. And they do a good job off of D's own face off, and then they come 2-1. Julian Cole with Boucher centering pass! And the puck winds up in behind the goal as Cole tried to get that pass through to Boucher. Now May along the left wing boards. Down for Julian Cole in the corner. Centers it for Boucher. He swung and missed on a setup into the slot. Now puck flipped to the line and it goes up and over the glass and out of the play. And there's a chance that you want to see from Vancouver to try and claw back a two on one off the rush for Vancouver, Bill. Well, I'm pretty high on Julian Cole this year, I am. He's an 18 year old, I, I think is you know, his, his numbers uh, in minor hockey indicate there might be something there. That was an effective shift by the youngster. He only played Junior B 2021, the COVID season. 12 games, he had six goals in, in Victoria. And uh, I think I, I, it all, but Vancouver's got to find a way to create some more opportunities now as a team, not individual efforts. You know, create a play going in the offensive zone. Starts with the four check. That's what they're doing there right now. Seminuk in on the four check, swatting at the puck. Now Austin Roos to play it around the right wing side. Blocked by a good stick of Gronick. That allows Lipinski to take control. His pass for Palmieri is tipped outside the line. Now they battle for it in front of the penalty boxes. And it squirts back to Carson Haynes. He'll just bank out of the boards to center ice out of the reach of Gronick. And it's flipped back into the Vancouver zone. Haynes. Bumping there with Roost on the four check. Varnick trying to and is taken by Jacob Wright. He'll feed the line and a snapshot flipped wide to the goal by Gibson. Now Jameson will send it behind the Vancouver net. Kyron Gronick. He'll flip it off the glass and this will go down the ice and wind up as an icing against Vancouver with 5.19 remaining here in this first period. I mean, you can clearly feel in this building, and I've seen it over the years since this team came into the league, you can kind of just sense and feel the crowd, the effect that this crowd, and it's not even sold out. It's not really uh, that big a crowd as you'll see other times in here. But can you see how that kind of is a motivating, big motivating factor to this Silver Tip team here? Definitely. I can only imagine what this building is like when the upper deck especially is. Films have the call. The Vancouver Giants currently trailing the Silver Tips 2-0 with a little over six minutes to go in the opening period. 
especially is closer to 80% full. 26 wins on home ice last year, four losses. They were tough. Uh, that was a real upset, folks, when Vancouver beat this team in round one in six games. Puck in the Everett zone, Silvertips starting out, and they'll lead the rush through center ice. Play it on to the left wing, centering pass, redirect, and a pad save by Hutchison. Off the rush on an opportunity there for Siplitny. Now Camazola behind the Vancouver net. He'll start it back for the Giants. Play it on to the right wing. And spoke into the Everett zone by Cullo, loses a hit. Now Boucher poking at that puck. And Everett will chip it outside the line. And Sammy May recovers and sends it back into the Vancouver zone, or the Everett zone, holds out of his net. As now Cullo throws a hit on the forward check. And it's played up the right wing boards and up come the silver tips through center ice. Kyron Gruet, he'll send it in for Heslop to race in after. He'll bump there behind the goal, get knocked down by Hansek. Now Camazola poking to the far side. Kadoo, he'll chip it off the glass, not down the blue line. And now the play is blown dead on a hand pass with four minutes and five seconds remaining here in this first period. 2-0 Everett leading. Eddie, watch at this point. We still have 4.05 left in, the, in this first period. But you can kind of see the silver tips come into the Vancouver zone. Their entries are a little bit more as a group. They got support. Vancouver's entries are more single. One guy down the wing, one guy all by himself on another side. It's important to enter the zone if you can as a group. Now, having said all that, Vancouver has, it'd be great if they could score a goal in the next four minutes in this first period. Get in, get on the board, much like they did last night, late in that first period after trailing 2-0. See what Thorpe, Hansik, and Alberta can do right now for Vancouver as the Silver Tips pass goes astray and it winds up as an icing. So here's an opportunity to enter the Everett zone on an icing. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that was exactly right. That was now the Halliburton chance to, to, to do something. And, you know, the coach doesn't mind exactly the line that you just talked about. Eddie, he's leaving him out there. Well, no, he's got... No, he kept yeah, him out there. He kept him out there, but he did make a, a defense pairing change. And as to your point, it was a good line. It was a good group. Coach Dick sensed that with that face-off in that zone, this foursome might be, or the front three might be able to do something. Leslie controlling the puck off the draw. He'll send it behind the net for Hansek. Leslie paired right now with Paul Mary. But the silver tips will snap it to center ice. Paul too, Mary bumping his check. Too easy of an exit. Hansek carries it back in the Everett zone, the left wing. Trying to take it down deep on Sitzma. Puck comes up the wall, poked out by Edwards, and that's blocked by Everett. They'll snap it up ahead through center ice. Leslie knocks the puck down. He'll get it on the right wing for Matty Edwards. He'll chip it behind the Everett goal. And now the Silver Tips will start back. Sets him up. Oh, he's knocked down. Big hit thrown on the forecheck. As knocking his man down was Colton Lankow. And now another big hit in behind the goal, this time by Edwards. But that one's going to result in a penalty against the Giants. As now the puck is sent down into the Vancouver zone. And this is an icing. And Everett's going to get their third power play of this first period. Well, the hit by Lanko obviously was effective. It was solid. It was clean. There was no call. But when Matty Edwards followed it up with his own head, he, with his own head, he's getting, you know, getting into the rhythm of, of that kind of thing. It's a penalty. And, you know, I mean... Again, it's, they're going to show it on the on the screen right now. Edwards in. Uh, they cut right, right away from it before they actually saw it on the replay. But 
I don't know, sometimes that all pays off, though, that physicality pays off in the third period. But right now, you gotta be careful because you're not, you know, you're not, the game isn't even tied, you're down by two. So you can't give the Silver Tips a three nothing lead. This really does feel like a critical kill for the Giants. Sending pass to the slot, back to the line, Rishon, and that one just wired the goal as Gibson let that one fly. Gibson has again the right point. He'll dish it over to the left side. Walking down deep is Raymond. Round to behind the back of Redemp. To the right side, Austin Roos. To the line to Gibson. He'll return it to Roost. He'll turn. Back to the line to Gibson. On the left side for Raymond. Side of the net. Champlain is pushed just wide of the goal by Berezowski. He's had some of the most dangerous chances for Everett in this first period. Gibson walks the line. Dishing it over off the skate of Raymond. And Cadu gets to the list puck, but he can't move it out. And now it's in skates and a wrist shot put wide to the Vancouver goal. Now Cadu makes sure to send it all the way down the ice in the Everett zone, allowing the penalty killers to get in a change. Minute remaining in the penalty to Edwards. 140 remaining here in this first period. Thorpe in on the forecheck. He gets tangled up with the goaltender. And the referee has his arm up. And who's this penalty going to go against? Are they going to call the goaltender, Bill, or are they going to call Thorpe? I honestly don't know. Thorpe is heading for the bench. <laughs> I've said this so many times. Thorpe is so much involved in the heavy lifting. It doesn't matter where it is. If it's in the crease, he's going to get involved with the goaltender. He's going to be there pecking away. I don't think anybody, as I look at what's happening on the ice in front of us, I'm not so sure anybody knows what the penalty is. Now, having said that, referee says, points to the bench, points to the uh, penalty box. Penalty box door is open. You got to believe this is a penalty against the goaltender, Braden Holt, the 19-year-old from Bozeman, Montana. 24-6, two and two last year. But boy, that playoff when you went two and two against Vancouver, that wonderful upset for the Giants when one when eight beat number one. He only had an 8-7-8 save percentage. Wasn't wasn't stellar. All right, Vancouver now with. Uh, it's four on four for, what, 54 seconds. Then Vancouver will have the power play. It's five on five, I should say. No, it's four and four, yeah, four 54 four. seconds. And then it's going to be a Vancouver power play to close out this first period. A five on four power play, barring any more penalties. Right. It's Hansik out there with Gronick out front for Vancouver. Leslie on the back end with Camazola. As now Heslop leads the rush into the Vancouver zone. His pass in the middle broken up, and the Giants have swatted through center ice. Cameron Sitzma. The pass through the middle and speeding in and chipping on the right wing side is Saplitney. But the Giants, the Everett Silvertips go offside of the Vancouver line with 1.12 remaining here in this first period. 27 seconds left on the four on four, and Vancouver will be on a power play. And that power play will have probably a minute and about 30 seconds left. Uh, you know, at least with a minute and 30 seconds left in the period. And a big chant from this crowd, you know, what they think about the referee uh, surfaces early in this hockey game. That's always common. Yeah, it sure is. Here comes Ty Thorpe down the left wing with Halliburta. And now the Giants look to set it up in the Everett zone. Puck left in the line for Master Leslie. He'll turn along the boards. Leslie cuts across the middle. Has a screen set up in front. Now he'll just retreat out into the neutral zone. And now the penalty to Edwards has come to an end. 
and the Giants are on a white spot power play with 40 seconds remaining here in this first period. Jacob Boucher dropping it back for Tom Cadu, fresh off the bench. 30 seconds remaining in this first period. Cadu up the right wing for Semenuk. He'll roll it through for Lipinski. He'll take a hit, play it up the boards. And now they'll try and dig for the puck. Lipinski back to the line. Boucher to the line to Cadu. Wrist shot, knocked down in front. The puck winds up to the far boards. 13 seconds remaining in the period. Pass into the slot. It's there, the line held in by Cadu. He'll backhand it behind the Everett goal. Racing after it is Lankow. Poke the right side to Semenuk. Time winding down in this first period. And the horn goes to end the opening frame. But the Giants at least with some zone time at the back end of that first period on the power play, which will have 21 seconds remaining in it to open up the second period here tonight. A lot of doing, I think, by the Giants, but not a lot of accomplishing. You know, the shots on goal were 9-7 for the Everett Silvertons, but you know, you get the two goals, and we'll talk about that in a bit, but Eddie, this is a case where Vancouver's gotta be, a, and it's early, come on, it's second game of the season, but they wanna be a little bit more uh, successful on what they're trying to do. They're bobbling pucks, a couple poor decisions, certainly a couple poor decisions defensively, but it's early, it's a learning process, and they're, they're still in this hockey game. They'll start period two with a 21 second power play. 2-0 Everett leads. We'll take a break. Come back with a scoring summary as you're listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Time to break down the first 20 minutes. This is the Vancouver Giants Intermission on Vancouver's home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. Welcome back to the Angel of the Winds Arena here in Everett, Washington, where the Vancouver Giants are playing their second game of the season against the Everett Silver Tips. I'm Eddie Gregory along with Bill Wilms, and it's time now for the first intermission scoring summary. That is brought to you by Kintec Footwear and Orthotics. Scoring summary after 20 minutes. Kintec, the footwear and orthotics provider for your Vancouver Giants. Well, it was a fast start for the Everett Silver Tips, and they struck early in this first period on the power play here tonight, Bill. Well, well the one thing that I, I think, in my experience in this league, this might be the one arena that you don't want to give up the first goal. The one arena, well, you never want to. I didn't phrase that right. This is the one arena that the first goal that the home team scores is probably most uh, important because the crowd is really into it here. And whatever it does is they score the first goal on the power play. 144 in. This is so important when you're in here. Play hard, play physical, skate hard, check. But, you know, hopefully you're doing it within the rules. And if you don't, your penalty kill has to be good enough to support the physical game that you want to play. 144 in, cross crease pass, Raymond from Roos to Raymond right across the crease to Jackson Berezowski. And I love the deflection that he made on the play. He not only got it in the net, he got it up high, right underneath the crossbar, just for extra emphasis. I like it, that blade of the stick was great. You know, last year, get this, some guys make jumps, they take the next step. Jackson Berezowski from the year previous with seven goals, yeah, it was a shortened season, to 46. I mean... I don't know how the kid didn't get drafted. I, I really don't. I, it, he led the, tip, the tips in goals. He was third in the Western Hockey League at goals, and he gets his first year uh, a minute 44 into this season, his 20-year-old season. 
and Vancouver looking for a response and uh, one of the guys that chipped in to lead to some of the scoring chances for Vancouver was Le Jaden Lipinski. Yeah, I mean, he, he, there weren't any great A chances at this point after 20 minutes. I would not pick, if you had to pick three stars, I don't think Braden Holt would be, even though it's 2 nothing. wouldn't be in my three stars. But be, as it, be that as it may, Vancouver's best chance, if we've got it, they were putting it in the folder, as I understand it, but it's Jaden Lipinski with this play that sounded like this. And turning it back is Lipinski on the right wing. Rishon Holt the save with a blocker. Good wrist shot there for Vancouver. Now Berezowski will feed on the left wing. And a snap shot off the stick. Yeah, good good call, Eddie. I mean, it was not a great chance, but it, it was a, it was an effort it, and, a, and a pretty decent one. And we knew coming into this building here tonight that Everett likes to play with speed, and we saw that speed on display that made this a 2 to nothing game. Well, it, you know, it still is hard for me to figure out how the kid that, you know, you know scored the goal, Jameson, He's a defenseman. I, I, I played. He's 17. He played 12 games as a 16-year-old last year. Never got a point. But what was impressive of those six, those 12 games, he was only minus two. Uh, you know, he takes a pass, goes down that left wing, and uh, I mean, he just blows right from the blue line. On, he had access to the net. You, you could see it develop. He was coming to the net. He was going around people. And he scores his first of the season. Comes at 9.40. So, again, 10 minutes into the period, it's 2 nothing, And now it becomes a bit of a hill to climb after 40 minutes of play. Bo Courtney and Dexter Whittle get the assist on that goal that made it a 2 to nothing game. But Vancouver does get a late opportunity with a power play, and they're looking to build on that going into the second period here tonight, Bill. 21 seconds remaining that man advantage to open up the second period here tonight. Shots were 9-7 in favor of Everett in that first period of play, and we'll take a break, and when we come back, we will hear from Nick Peterson as you're listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Time to break down the first 20 minutes. This is the Vancouver Giants Intermission on Vancouver's home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. Welcome back to the Angel of the Winds Arena where it is a 2-0 Everett Silvertips lead over the Vancouver Giants after 20 minutes as you're listening to Weisbod Vancouver Giants Hockey. And pleased to be joined now from the Everett Herald, Nick Patterson who covers the Everett Silvertips. And Nick, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. I appreciate you bringing me on. Well, uh, let's get your assessment of the opening 20 minutes here tonight. Well, you know, this Everett team this year has got a lot of question marks about it. There's a lot that didn't come back from last year. There was the disappointment of, of being the number one seed and, and losing in the first round of the playoffs. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of mystery about what this team is going to be able to do. Now, we could say that each of the last four or five years about this team, and they ended up being pretty high in the standings. So, you know, what I saw from the first period, given the, the questions that I had coming in, you know, things look pretty good. Uh, the defense, a lot of new faces are right now. I mean, we don't know how that's all going to shake out because their best defenseman, Owen Zellweger, we don't yeah. know his status. Is he going to come back to, to the WHL, or is he going to be in Anaheim as a 19-year-old? So, uh, you know, there's a lot of question marks there, but uh, you see some of the young guys stepping up. You see a 17-year-old rookie kind of streaking into the offensive zone to score a goal there. And, uh, you know, at least from one period, and, of course, you can't read too much from the very first period of the season forever, um, things look, to, look pretty solid. Nick, I've been coming in here since day one, and, and this is honestly one of the arenas that I feel when you drop the puck at center ice, you're down one nothing. You just got to accept that. This crowd is incredible. The first goal that 
is scored, if it's an Everett Silver Tip goal, you're really in trouble. You get two. Now the mount, the, the hill kind of becomes a mountain. This is this team in the last five years. It, you know, Nick, you might have seen this. They're 110 and 27 the last five uh, years on home ice. What makes Dennis Williams such a good coach? Because he's been here for those five years. Well, you know, that's a, a really good question. I don't know what specifically he's doing, if he's, you know, really doing a lot of line matching or anything as far as uh, having a good home record. But, I mean, his record on the road's great, too. What he's shown is he's shown an ability over the last five years to take a team that doesn't necessarily have the highest talent level in the WHL. You don't see a lot of first-round NHL draft picks on the rosters he's had. And he's been able to turn them into teams that, that win a lot of games. And, uh you know, the question we don't know is how well does that translate to the postseason? His maybe best chance of, of winning a championship came during the year that got the playoffs cut out. So we don't know how that team would have done. We don't know how the team during the developmental season would have done. But he has won a WHL or a Western Conference title um, back in 2018. And then he had the, the last year, which wasn't such a good playoff run. But whatever he does, he seems to be able to maximize what he gets from his talent. From an Everett standpoint, uh, what did the uh, upset, number eight beating number one last year, WHL record upset, history upset, uh, you know, including a 50-save shutout in one game in this building by Jesper Weichmann. From an Everett standpoint, what did that mean to the team? What did it mean? Did it mean anything to the fan base? You know, it was it was hard, but I don't know how... I don't know that it was taken super hard. I don't know that the expectation was there last year for it to be a great season. I right. think last year was seen kind of as a, a bonus. We didn't think this team was going to be this good. They didn't go out at the deadline and, and like, sell the farm to go ahead and, and confirm that they were going to be a top team. That said, you know, it was the biggest upset in WHL history in terms of, of point differential. So, you know, anytime that happens, it's going to sting. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know that it was a, you know, knock you completely off stride for the fan base situation or anything. I think that they're, they're taking it pretty well. You know, uh, we were talking before you came on the air. Uh, a guy for me that is always impressive. And how can you not be impressed with a guy that scored 47 goals in the Western Hockey League last year? And that's Jackson Berezowski open the scoring here, a 20-year-old. Uh, surprise for me that he didn't get drafted. You had some, I, I thought, a fantastic take. I'd like you to share that with it. He's a, not a big guy. He's 5'10", and uh, has he, there are guys that reach their ceiling at the WHL, WHL level, and the scouts know that, and, and you don't go any up anywhere beyond that. What can you tell me about him? Well, you saw that goal he scored. It was literally on the goal line that he yeah. scored. That of his 47 goals last year, 45 were in that range. Wow. That's what he does. He's a five foot ten guy who scores all his goals in the paint or near the paint, and that's what his game is. It's just getting dirty and greasy right there in front of goal. You know, setting screens, getting rebounds, those sort of things. And the question is, is does he have the frame to be able to do that at the professional level? When you add in that, you know, he's not considered to have you know elite skating or anything like that. And I think that there, that's where the questions come in for the scouts: is does he have you know the the kind of physical package that allows him to play that type of game against a uh, bigger stronger older type of guys but i'll tell you what he's about as good a player at this level as you're going to find in the in that he gives you that plus really high leadership and, and character qualities i know the silver tips love him i mean they they think he's the best best thing you could possibly have i mean they they made him the co-MVP MVP of the team last year with a guy named Olin Zellweger, 
who uh, uh, you know is a pretty special player. So to so to get that kind of uh, recognition. Um, really is an indication of what he means to this team. And, he, do, he, you know, it looks like he does all the things you want a 20-year-old to do, and that's so important. Nick, you told me downstairs here you, you didn't know about knowing enough about this team. Hey, that was wonderful. Thanks for joining. It's an absolute pleasure to have you, and, and enjoy the next 40 minutes. All right, and uh, thank you for having me on, and good luck with the whole season. Thanks, buddy. Thank you very much, Nick. That is Nick Patterson from the Everett Herald. Take a break, come back for the start of the second period of play as you're listening to White Spot, Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Right. Time for the second period of Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650, Vancouver's home of hockey. Second period just underway with the Vancouver Giants on a White Spot power play. Ty Thorpe racing after the puck in the corner, knocking down his check in the corner, Gibson. And now the party has come to an end. Vancouver's over the power play. Centers out in front, and Halliburton chipped a shot just wide of the goal. Score is 2 to nothing in favor of the Silver Temps as they bounce the puck through center ice. Haynes, living it up for Sam Hansek. And he'll lead the rush to Everett Lyon, the left wing. Played in the middle of the ice, but nobody was there. And quickly, the other silver tips will snap at the Vancouver line. And a long wrist shot steered aside by Hutchinson. As landing that one fly was Vincent Lamana. Now they battle for it along the near boards. Back to the line to Sitzma. His wrist shot knocked in in front. And the rebound's taken away by Camazola. And he'll bounce it off the glass and get it down into the Everett zone. Racing after the puck is Semenuk, but this is going to be an icing against Vancouver. A minute four into the second period. Yeah, it just looks like very quickly you get two Everett Silver tip chances. I think Vancouver will settle down. I honestly feel if they get that next goal, it's going to make a big difference. Obviously, Captain Obvious being up uh, down by you know by three or being down by one makes a massive difference in your mindset. Every faceoff at this point, even though it's early in the second period. In your own zone, every faceoff so important because this is a swarming Everett Silvertip team on the forecheck. You got to work hard to get that puck out of your own zone. Ty Thorpe won a faceoff, and Seminuk got the puck through center ice. Silvertips snap it through center ice for Paskowitz. He'll dance in and snap it around the boards in the Vancouver zone. Meeting on the far side is Gronick. Now it's chipped down into the corner and played around for Camazola. He'll play it up the left wing for Semenuk. He'll bank it up to Gronick. He'll swat it through center rice. Now Gronick bumping in the neutral zone. Lipinski forcing it to the Everett line. Sitzma, he'll play it D to D. Now played on to the right wing into the Vancouver zone. It's chipped down deep by Gruet. And Camazola turned with the puck and quickly fired up the left wing side. Rank wide feed off the skates of Semenuk in the neutral zone, and the Silver Tips will chip it right back into the Vancouver end. Puck rolls it behind the goal. Camazola, he's giving a bump it behind the goal. Silver Tips come up with the puck, center it through the crease, and that went wide of the nets. Now play it around to the near side where Roberts is in a battle, and the Pinsky will play it around for Camazola. He'll snap it through the middle of the ice, and that doesn't get out, and a wrist shot steered aside by Hutchinson. Now Roberts pass intercepted, and a long shot flipped wide of the goal by Rowan Woodward. Now puck played behind the Vancouver net. Fulton Roberts. He'll snap it off the left wing boards to center ice. Out of the reach of Gronick. And it's quickly flipped right back in by Eric Jamison. Roberts to try the right wing side. His clearing attempt is blocked. He gets it again. Playing it around for Camazola. His hard pass bounces down the ice into the Everett zone. And it's not enough for an icing. That allows Vancouver to get in a change. And quickly the Silver Devils are fired up ahead. And they'll dance on the right wing for Roost. He'll turn back in the Vancouver zone. Austin Roost 
Round behind the net, turning and getting away with the puck. He'll play it back to the blue line, onto the other side of Gibson. Wrist shot, knocked down in front. And it comes to Rooster with a shot and a save made by Hutchinson. You know, Eddie, that whole play, and the reason you hear the crowd up in an uproar is because of pushing and shoving. Somebody's got somebody in a headlock there behind the net. But the reason that whole scoring play happened is because the defense doesn't finish the check in their own zone. Bit of a flyby. Roost had so much time to go along that back wall. He went from behind his own net to or the opposing net, the Vancouver net, went over in the corner, avoided a couple checks. You heard Michael Dick talking about flybys. You can't have flybys. And where did the puck end up with a good scoring chance? Got to eliminate. This is you don't have to. You don't have to be vicious. You don't have to be mean in your own zone. But you just got to be very physical. Just knock him down and get the puck. Well, at least eliminate. Stop yeah. the stop the motion. Don't let the play go along the board. Don't let the opposing team in your own zone have the puck along the wall and skate with it. Looks like Damian Palmieri for Vancouver and Jackson Berezowski for the Silver Tips are in the penalty boxes. So we're going to go to four on four hockey here with three minutes and two seconds gone here in this second period. And it all comes as a result of a scrum right in behind the Vancouver Nets at the end of that whole sequence there. You know, one thing about the Zebra Silvertip team, every single year you watch them, they may not have all elite skating skill. They may not be elite skaters, trust me. But boy, they still move at a fast pace. And that's the difference at this level. You can certainly get away with that. If you can't get there faster, you got to figure out a way to get there faster. So you've got to be able to, you know, skate those stops and starts and, you know, that uh, that, that good motion that keeps you going. Bang pass in the neutral zone, broken up by Canoe. Now for Halliburton racing after loose puck in the Everett zone. Puck bumped in behind the net for Eric Jamison. He'll play it forward and turning with the puck is Roost. Austin Roost. Through the middle for Jamison. He'll lead the rush into the Vancouver zone. Jamison steers to the net, swatted away by Hutchinson. Now Ty Thorpe will turn with the puck the other way for Vancouver. Banks it up ahead for Halliburton, who just advanced it in deep in the Everett zone. And the Giants will get in a change as out comes Gronick and Hansik up front. Silvertip starting back from deep in their own zone. Pass to the middle of the ice, picked off by Hansik. He'll send it down to the corner to Gronick. He'll feed it back the line to Roberts. His wrist shot off a skate into the far corner. Minute remaining in this 4-4 situation. Dexter Whittle behind his own net for Everett. Being watched up ice by Kyron Gronick. Now played up the right wing side. And Everett will backhand it down into the Vancouver zone. Roberts trying to turn away from some pressure. Plays behind his own net for Haynes. Up for Kyron Gronick. Now through the middle. Pass it behind Hansik. And the Silver Tips intercept that. And then a big hit thrown at the blue line as Haynes knocked down his check is Lamana. In comes Gronick. Rushon and a save made by Holt. And a good chance all started by a big hit from Haynes. 20 seconds remaining in this 4-4 situation. Bouncing puck at the Vancouver blue line. And is chipped in. And quickly Gadu will fire it up ahead. Get it through for Lipinski with a breakaway. Through his legs. He scores! What a goal by Jaden Lipinski! to make this a 2-1 game. That's a gutsy play. That's that one where you go back between your legs. But you know what? I like the fact that Lipinski, with that speed, 
entered the blue line, got in the offensive zone, and you got to be, like I say, playing with a ton of confidence to make that move. Love the play he made last night when he set up uh, Ethan Semenuk for the, the first Vancouver Giant goal. This time he does it himself. Uh, they haven't showed the replay again. If you're watching on CHL, trust me, you'll want to see this. This is pretty impressive stuff. The big guy, and he's got a, a lot of room being that tall to take that puck and put it between his his uh, feet and then rifle it in to the open, you know, into the net. I mean, it's got to be terribly confusing for the goaltender, but boy, what a play by Lipinski. Both teams are back in full strength. Back to five on five hockey, puck in the bank of a zone, and a snapshot put just wide of the goal by Berezovsky coming out of the box. Puck fed back to the blue line. One timer drilled over top of the goal by Dylan Anderson. Shift after the goal for Vancouver. And Damazola played around for Tom Canoe. They'll fire it through center ice, and it just misses Jacob Boucher. And now the silver tips the chip of the Vancouver line. Rolled back for Sammy May. Dish it over to Tom Cadoo. Cadoo slowly starting out, but he hands it right to Courtney. He'll dance in. Courtney shoots, score! What happened there? That was just handed to Pope Courtney to make it a 3-1 never leave, Bill. What else can you say? Yeah, you, 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 you honestly, folks, you just can't turn the puck over any more decisively than that. Tom Cadoux, who's playing some good hockey in the first two games. I like a lot of the things that he's been doing. And, you know, he, he's got the puck. He enters... Comes out of his own zone. He's basically at his own blue line. And the puck ends up right on the stick of Courtney. He just gives it to him. See, Courtney's in home free. Gives the Everett Silvertips a 3-1 lead. So it's right back to a two-goal deficit for the Vancouver Giants. And the goal comes 50 seconds after the goal by Jaden Lipinski. As now the play is blown down in the Vancouver zone. And... Even just before that turnover, you can just even see Everett going right back on the attack with a shift in the Vancouver zone just before the goal. And just trying to get that response. And they eventually restored their two-goal lead. And on that note, we'll step aside. 3-1 Everett leading as you're listening to White Spot, Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Two goals in 50 seconds has made this a 3-1 lead for the Everett Silver Tips. Play back underway, puck fired into the Everett zone. Bolts out of his net, rims it around the left wing boards. Knocked down by Eric Jamison. He'll bank it around for Ty Gibson. He'll advance it through center ice and speeding it on the left wing. Here's a wrist shot high and wide on the stick side. As Patrick letting that one fly. Now puck along the far boards. Gibson throws at the net and Hutchins got a piece of that with a blocker. Now Slipinski over to skate of the puck. Jaden Slipinski. Batting along the wall there with Leslie. Now working there is Rowan Woodward. Trying to play it up the wall. Broken up by Maddie Edwards. He's under pressure from Jesse Heslop. As they dig for it in skates. And now we're going to get another penalty here as a Giants player got knocked down in the corner and we're going to get a cross-checking call here at 6.53.
You know, there hasn't, there, there just hasn't been a lot of space for the Giants to come out of their own zone. They've had a battle like heck to get a puck. You know, whether it's a scrum in the Vancouver zone, you can just picture this, can't you? If you're listening at home, there's a scrum here, there's a scrum there, there's one along the back wall. You got to get possession of the puck. Now you got the full 200 feet to go with it, and you, you're just not coming out in sync. You're not able to exit the way you'd like to. Often that's because you're not moving the puck quick enough. Sometimes it's just not that you're not getting there quick enough. Well, this is a tremendous opportunity now. Vancouver on the power play, 13.07 left. Period number two, 3-1 Silvertech. Fourth power play of the night for the Giants. This power play is brought to you by, by White Spot and a wrist shot by Hansik on the faceoff goes wide and the puck bounces down into the Vancouver zone. Eddie, this would be a really good time for Hansik to get success. He's a creative guy, he's got a good shot, he's a big guy. This would be, I mean, a power play goal from anybody would be great, but this would be awesome if it was from Hansik. He needs that confidence. Alberta leads the rush into the Everett zone, but he blew a tire, but he gets some help from Thorpe. But the Silver Tips start out with a puck. Barasovsky plays it on to the right wing. Just over to Roos, back for Barasovsky. That pass is just out of his reach, and the play is offside at the line as Everett was thinking off as shorthanded. Well, Barasovsky is dangerous, and we, we do know that, whether it's shorthanded, whether it's power play, whether it's even strength. You know, he's, and, and that's your 20-year-olds. They, they have to be, they have to be key parts of, of your team. Like Ty Thorpe can go out on the power play as a 20-year-old for the Giants, and then on the very next shift, he can go out to protect the lead, play on the third line, and be a checker. He does all of those kind of things. Berezowski does that forever. 115 remaining in this Giants power play. Ty Thorpe speeds his way through center ice. Chips it off the boards to himself into the Everett zone in the right wing corner. Thorpe is knocked down. Granit comes in to try and help out as the puck is underneath Ty Thorpe. Now he gets back onto his feet. Haliberta in the fray as well. And it winds up behind the net. And the silver tip skips it. He'll send it all the way down the ice. 35 seconds remaining in the power play. Canoe backhanding it up ahead and wheeling it back is Samuel Hansik. Four Giants in a quad the line. Left wing feed for Lankow. The second unit is starting to creep on. Puck played to the end wall. Lipinski in there trying to dig for that puck in the corner along with Semenuk and Hansik is still out there for Vancouver. Puck is tied up in skates. Hansik having it pinned there by Whittle. Finally, of course, loose behind the net for Berezowski. And he'll fire it off the glass and send it down the ice. And now just 10 seconds remaining in the power play. Hutchinson will play it around the left wing boards in the Vancouver zone for Maston Leslie. He just eludes a hit and pokes the puck into the Everett line, but he couldn't get free. And the Silver Tips will send it in on goal to Hutchinson. And he'll hold on to it for a whistle. And now the penalty has come to an end. And the Silver Tips are back at full strength. Chevrolet is the official vehicle of the Vancouver Giants. The Equinox is more than just a way to get around. It's a chance to break away both on and off the ice with an available hands-free power lift gate, standard Chevrolet, safety assist, and wireless Apple CarPlay, and Android Auto capability. This eye-catching compact SUV has everything you need and more to get you out to the game in style. This season, team up with your local Chevrolet dealer and find a true champion in the Chevrolet Equinox. Off the face off in a Vancouver zone and a wrist shot's put wide of the goal on the stick side of Hutchinson. Now going back for the puck is Ethan Semenuk. 
Pass up the right wing for Lipinski. He'll tip it down to the Everett zone on the right wing. Lipinski throws on the brakes. Looks for a trailer. And a backhand pass just out of the reach of Boucher. Now Everett will lift it to center ice. And bouncing puck, but the play is blown down on a hand pass with 9.24 gone here in this second period. Shots are 19-9 right now in favor of Everett here in the game. They're 10-2 this period for the Everett Silver Tips. You know, and for a team to be trailing by two goals as Vancouver was, coming out in period number two and being outshot at this point, you know, pretty near halfway through this period, 10-2. Just, you know, it just isn't, it's just too hard for Vancouver at this point for the Giants to create stuff. They, they, they can't find open lanes. They can't find time and space. They're constantly struggling to get possession. Not obviously all the really good plays with the puck, and consequently, not a whole lot of offense. Carson Hayes going back for the puck deep in the Vancouver zone. He'll wheel out the left wing, bounce it off the glass to the line. Cull can't quite move it out. Now they poke at the puck, comes back to the blue line. Rest shot, off a stick and wide. The goal now bounces in. Dylan Anderson with the original shot. It changed directions once, maybe twice. Might have been Woodward to get the goal to make it 4-1 Everett. You know, the Vancouver Giants have clear possession of the puck deep in their own zone. They throw it up the left wing. There's all kinds of players there. It never ends up on a Vancouver Giants stick. It bobbles around to eventually get to the point. Then just a quick shot towards the net. Never your, your worst play. Not always your best play, but get it to the net. Funnel the shots to the net. It ends up going to the net. Not sure exactly what it hit to go in, but it does end up, and maybe the most surprising guy is the goaltender Hutchinson. It is touched on the way to the net. No doubt about that, but Eddie, again, you know, the first pass in hockey in your own zone, you hear the pros talk about that all the time. You know, you gotta be able to make that first pass. Why? If you complete that first pass in your own zone, you're coming out probably 90% of the time. You don't, players at that level don't turn it over once they make the first pass. This has been a tough one. And now we've had a goaltending change for Vancouver. Fred Meerwald is in the net. Four goals on 20 shots for Hutchinson. As Thor fires a shot, that's near the side by Braden Holt. Now, Montek frees it up for Ty Halliburton. Down to behind the Everett goal, he's hauled down. And turning with the puck the other way is Raymond for Everett. He has speed through center ice. Raymond for Berezovsky. Trying to feed it back for Raymond, and that pass is blocked by Kadu. Now at the line, play to the right point. Rashawn, that one wide to the stick side. Now played down the boards, and it's wanted behind the Vancouver net. Racing after it is Paul Mary, up against Jesse Heslop. He'll descend it behind the net. Kadu playing it around the right wing side, pitching in is Gibson. Gibson, he'll feed it behind the Vancouver net. That's the nerd on the front, and a bouncing puck just won of the goal by Heslop. Now they dig forward in the corner to the left of the Vancouver cage. Chipped around the left wing boards for Hansik. He'll turn, but he can't get it out the line past Whittle. He'll just send it back deep into the Vancouver zone. Paul Mary, he's given a bump, but he absorbs the pressure and plays it around for Cadu in the left wing side. He'll scoop it up ahead. 
And on the second try, Vancouver at least gets it outside the line to Halliburton. And from center ice, he gets it in. How and hard, Vancouver gets the change. How hard work was that to get that puck out? And it was just kind of in desperation they were able to do that. They just got to find a way. Now it's a case you got to make certain that you get the next goal to stay in this hockey game. 4-1 tips. Took whatever was in the tank to get that puck out. <laughs> exactly. Good call. It's, and, and it's just... This, this is an Everett team right now, Eddie. It's pinning their ears back, and they're just coming after you. They're coming after you. Leslie's knocked down to the far check by Gruette. And I think the puck is underneath the Vancouver defenseman. And the Silver Tips come up with the puck. Bo Courtney back to the line. Jamison with a shot. That's blocked. Bouncing puck in the slot, and a wrist shot is weak and wide to the goal. And Mirwall grabs the puck at the side of the net and covers it up and gives Vancouver a much-needed whistle. With 7.53 remaining here in the second period, 4-1 Silvertips leading. Not a, not a bunch of elite play by the Silvertips. I mean, let's be honest, when you get Zellweger back, uh, you know, on defense, which they probably won't, he'll probably stick in the National Hockey League. But when you get some of these guys back, like Hemmerling, who led this team with 18 shots in the preseason on goal. You get Ryan Hofer, the big center. You know, you got a Aiden Sutter, 20-year-old defenseman. This could be a very difficult team to beat. Well, they always are. Scramble off the faceoff, and a shot is ripped over top of the goal as Raymond let that one fly. Well, the more reason why that upset last year and a wonderful effort by the Vancouver Giants in six games against his first-place team that was, what, 50-plus points, if I'm not mistaken, more ahead of this Vancouver Giant team. But they're back playing hockey here, this silver tip team. Now the Vancouver Giants have been called for an icing with 7.26 remaining here in this second period. And you're just looking for little victories right now to try and turn the momentum in this hockey game. And who knows, maybe it's a save or two from Brent Mirwall just come into this game. Well, they certainly got to generate, you know, some, some scoring chances. Uh, again, I, I, I'm not saying the Everett Silvertips are scoring a whole lot better chances. They're getting pucks to the net that are deflecting off people, making it difficult. But, uh, you know, that's a good team. This is the way the Silvertips play it. And these fans recognize that. They recognize this hard work that the Silvertips are able to play, more so even than the elite skill. Believe me, it's it's that team concept that really wins fans in this in this city. Faceoff will be to the right of Mirwald. Bocek lining up on the draw, wins it to the boards. But the Silver Tips play back to the line. Jamison Rishoff blocked by Haynes, who's in the lane. Chop on the other side, that changed directions and went just wide. Now Edwards giving a bump, and he gets the puck outside the line, but it's quickly flipped back into the Vancouver zone. Carson Haynes, flipping it in for Lankow to race in after against Ty Gibson. Now Bocek battling by the net to Lankow. Leading it back to Haynes, who pinches in from the blue line. Now it's tied up in skates and played back behind the goal for Eric Jamison. They'll play it up the left wing, and the Silvertips will slide it through center ice. Quickly, the Giants will play to the Everett line. Jamison's pass intercepted. He gets it again. This time he gets it in deep. Mirwald out of his goal. Scooping it to Roberts. Up the right wing for Halliburton. Trying to chip it past a pinching Sitzmop. Now is scrummed up in skates in the Vancouver zone. Trying to get out of the wall. W would you like to have 10 bucks for every scrum? <laughs> that what you're seeing right there? Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, Nothing pretty but effective, and it eats the clock and keeps Vancouver in their zone. And now Vancouver finds a loose puck and sends it down the ice, and this is an icing against the silver tips. And on that note, we'll step aside. 6.07 remaining here in the second period, 4-1 Everett leading as you're listening to White Spot, Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Face-off will be to the left of Brett Mirwald. With 6.07 remaining here in this second period. 4-1 Everett leading. Giants rivet around the boards off the face-off. And Jamison holds the line. Fit down behind the Vancouver net. Centered out in front. Blocked by the pad of Mirwald who's coming to this game in this second period. Roberts flipping it up ahead. And Vancouver gets it to center for Lankow. He's stopped dead in his tracks in the neutral zone. Berezowski speeds the other way. Trying to cut in, and Roberts cut him off as he tried to cut inside. And now Vancouver sends it down the ice, and this one is not called for an icing. And Vancouver gets in a much-needed change as out comes Hanzik along with Boucher and Ty Thorpe. As Palmieri goes back for the puck in the Vancouver end. Chipped up the left wing for Ty Thorpe. Through the middle of the ice for Mass and Leslie. Now to Hansik. Returning it to Leslie with Boucher. There's the shot. Hold the save. He is down. Where's the puck? It's underneath him. He's got it. One of the better rush chances for Vancouver here in this second period. Absolutely. Uh, what is so desperately needed. Mazden Leslie takes a situation in his own hands. I love that. He wasn't going to pass that puck. He's in just between the hash mark in front of his own net. He's not looking left. He's not looking right. He's looking at the guy that's going to check him. He gets past him. He explodes up the ice, gets it into the offensive zone, and Hansik with him. But it was Leslie banging and whacking. Yeah, I mean, that's what you want from a defenseman. We can't get it out. The conventional one pathway, I'll take it out. Love Mazin and Leslie doing that. Vancouver comes back with the Lipinski, Gronick, and Seminuk unit for this offensive zone draw. Gudu chips it behind the net for Gronick. Now into the left wing corner for Lipinski. Up the boards for Ethan Seminuk. Returning it to Jaden Lipinski. Now back to the line. Quickly to the right point to Gudu. Wrist shot, Holtz, steer that aside. Good response shift for Vancouver in the offensive zone. Right behind the net for Gronick. Trying to spin off a check. Centers out in front. Comes all the way back to the line and out to the neutral zone. Nico Camazola. Through the middle of the ice for Lipinski. Left wing feed for Semenuk. Semenuk lost his footing. And the Silver Temps take the puck. And they get it to center. But the Giants fight to get it back and roll it back into the Everett zone. So the last two shifts for Vancouver have been spent at the Everett end of the ice. As now the Silver Tips will send it down the ice into the Vancouver zone. And this is an icing. So there's a little turn of the momentum of the last two shifts for Vancouver. Very good. And you know what? You know what turned that momentum? It was a Leslie rush out of his own zone. Got that puck into the offensive zone. Forced the goaltender to make a save. It, you can feel it. It lifted the team up because you're right, Eddie. That was the best probably minute sequence in the second period. Now what does Thorpe, Halliburta, and Hansik do for another offensive zone faceoff to the left of Holt? You want to follow that shift up with another good shift. Halliburta with a shot off the draw and Holt got a piece of that. So Vancouver's had shifts, or chances anyways, from three separate lines in the last few minutes here. Hansik. He'll feed the line to Roberts. Wrist shot, knocked down in front. Halliburton with a shot and a pass save made by Holt. Vancouver's starting to come on a little bit here. Halliburton from the right wing boards, along with Thorpe. Puck standing behind the net. Hansik trying to dig it loose. 
And Everett will turn it the other way. Gibson starting it out. He'll gain the red line and bounce it into the Vancouver zone. 3.40 remaining here in the second period. 4-1 Everett leading. But Vancouver's had a push in the last couple of moments. Puck at the Vancouver blue line. Bouncing puck. And it's controlled by Haynes. He'll drop it back for Tom Cadu. Nearly lost the handle of the puck. But he gets some help from Haynes who takes control. He'll snap it off the glass to center. Bocic blew a tire. But Lanko follows up. He'll turn. Send it down for Maddie Edwards. Edwards. He'll send it behind the net for Bocic. Trying to roll off for Chuck. Bocic centers it. And that pass intercepted by Zaplitny. And Everett will send it down the ice into the Vancouver zone. Paul Mary racing after the puck. He's under some pressure. He'll chip it up the wing for Maston. Leslie has room to skate through center for Vancouver. Leslie will just bounce it in deep into the Everett zone. Going back for the puck is Sitzma. He's bumped by Edwards. And the silver tips will play through the middle of the ice. Kyan Gruet onto the right wing for Austin Root. Gets past the check. Centers out in front. His tip just wide to the goal. On a chance for Gruet at the side of the Vancouver net. Now Palmieri turning behind the Vancouver goal. Backhands up the right wing for Ethan Semenuk. He'll just slide it to center ice. Leslie racing after that loose puck. Pokes it to the Everett blue line. Now Gronick knocks down a clearing attempt. And they poke at that puck right at the Everett blue line. They just play back for Cameron Sitzma. Now on to the right wing for Ty Gibson. With just over two minutes remaining here in this second period. 4-1 Everett leading. In come the silver tips through center ice. Austin Roos, wrist shot, Mirwell to save. Rebound is lying in front. He is down and he's got it. Little loose change, but the goaltender found it. What focus, eh? Tremendous yeah. focus. I, you know, when you've got guys coming at you, as Merwall did there, and you've got the puck, and you've got to find it. It's not a, it's not a shot. It's just, in fact, the puck comes into your crease area a little too slow. You'd want it to be faster. It comes slow enough that it's kind of loose, and Merwall has to fight like heck to find it and make the save. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good shift there. Probably... Uh, Two minutes, the best maybe two minutes of the hockey game, if you will, for Vancouver. Now with two minutes left, face off in their own zone. Best run of consecutive shifts for Vancouver in yeah. this game. Yeah, very good. Alberta swings it to center ice for Ty Thorpe. And puck comes down to Hansek. He'll try and force it forward. Now Hansik will get into the line for Ty Thorpe. He'll play it to open ice for Camazola. Thorpe heads to the net. There's the shot. Knocked down in front. Thorpe whacking out and Holt got a pat on that chance. Good opportunity for Ty Thorpe. And the Silver Tips will send it down the ice. 125 remaining in the second period. Quickly Vancouver again to the Everett zone. Racing after the puck is Mame. But the Silver Tips will clear it through center ice. Now through the middle. Here's Heslop. Trying to lay it in front. Nicely blocked by Haynes. Now bump back to the blue line. Whittle to the right point. Into the slot and a wrist shot put wide of the goal. Now Whittle will pinch in. Chip it down into the corner as he now going to the last minute of the play here in this second period. Now to board in the corner to the right of Mirwald. As they dig for it in skates. And they scrum it up long enough for a whistle with 49.9 seconds remaining here in the second period. And now it's a crucial D-zone face-off for Vancouver. What's interesting, you know, what's developed the last seven minutes is, you know, a really good 
efforts, if you will, and you called it back-to-back shifts. But, you know, in the last seven minutes, this Vancouver Giant team has made this goaltender, you know, Braden Holt, the best player in the last seven minutes of this particular hockey game in the period number two. He's had to make a, make a couple really good saves. The last one, a great chance by Thorpe in front. How about the save he made on Halliburta when that original shot, the rebound came right to Halliburta, the Robert shot. Uh, yeah, no, this is a much better effort here by Vancouver in the last six or seven minutes, but that's the good news. The bad news with 45 seconds left to period two, it's 4-1 tips. But right around that blue paint area and the goaltender had to get the pad down flat to make key saves on Vancouver chances. 45.4 seconds remaining here in the second period. Puck in the Vancouver zone. Chris shot put wide on the stick side by Roost. Now from the right boards, Ty Gibson. Throws it at the net, that flutters over top of the goal. On the other side is Jamison. He runs into Halliburton. And Ty Thorpe forces up ahead and gets it to center along with Hansik. Now Ty Halliburton with 20 seconds remaining in the period. Muscling down the right wing. Halliburton, rounded behind the Everett goal. Trying to spin away from Jamison. And he's poked check. And Everett will start back with 10 seconds left. They'll lift it to center ice off the glove of Leslie. He'll poke to the boards to himself and now lead the rush back in. Leslie, one last shot, Holt the save, rebound! And a save made by Holt off of Seminox. And Vancouver caps off the second period with one last good scoring chance. And Holt has had to make a few saves or this game would be closer heading to the third period here tonight, Bill. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful, be honest with you, it's a wonderful finish the last seven or eight minutes of the second period. You wonder where was that earlier? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you talk about building off something. Again, remember, this is a team that's gonna have a week of practice and then play Victoria Friday at the LEC and play Saturday in Seattle. So you want to come off this kind of an effort, regardless of the score. Now well, there's a they're they're replaying a play on the ice where I think it was Matty Edwards simply with his arm threw a player to the ice. Actually gave him a little push. Not sure what the penalties are going to be there, but yeah, that that that's a good finish uh, to that second half. Now what Vancouver has to do, what you look to do, especially at this part of the season, which is so early, is now go out and win the third period. I mean, play the way you played the last seven or eight minutes, play that way for the next 20 minutes, certainly half of the period for sure, so that you got something the coaching staff can work on. Hey, the game's not out of reach, but I'll be honest with you, when you've only lost four games on home ice like this team has last year, you're not gonna give away too many points. No. So there is a penalty posted on the board for Damian Palmieri. So it looks like Everett will be starting the third period tonight on the power play. But Vancouver with a pesky finish to end the second period here tonight as they try to chip away at this 4-1 Everett lead. We'll come back with a second period scoring summary as you're listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Time to break down the first 40 minutes. This is the Vancouver Giants intermission on Vancouver's home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. Eddie Gregory along with Bill Wilms from the Angel of the Winds Arena here in Everett, Washington, where the Silver Tips have a 4-1 lead on the Vancouver Giants. The second intermission is presented by White Spot. And now it's time for the Kintec Footwear and Orthotics scoring summary after 40 minutes. Play Kintec, the footwear and orthotics provider for your 
Vancouver Giants. Well, Vancouver entered the second period trailing two to nothing, but one of the prettier goals of this very young season, Bill, got the Vancouver Giants on the board. Yeah, you know, Lipinski, Jaden Lipinski, uh, in his draft year, he's a late birthday, so this is uh, this is a year that he's really looking to make an impact, although he did a pretty good job last year scoring eight goals. But, you know, uh, it's, hard, it's hard to do justice to this goal when you're the play-by-play guy, to believe me, because you got to see it. I'm going to tell you, Canoe gets the puck to Lipinski. He moves in and makes that play where you draw it back and you shoot it between your legs, and it's nothing but net. I think Eddie called it pretty good. He got pretty excited about the goal as well as he should because you'll probably see it on most highlight packs if you're watching sports, Western Hockey League, that is. Anyway, it's 2-0 Everett. It's 4.52 in period number two. Vancouver has to score, and they come up with this beauty. It sounded like this. And quickly, Gadu will fire it up ahead. Get it through for Lipinski with a breakaway. Through his legs, he scores! What a goal by Jaden Lipinski! to make this a 2-1 game. Yeah, pretty solid. Yeah, pretty stuff from Jaden Lipinski, but unfortunately, there was a response for the Everett Silvertips less than a minute later. Yeah, it's 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 an unassisted goal. It's been, it's Bo Courtney. Uh, you know, Tom Cadu's carrying the puck out of his own zone, down that right side, gets to his own blue line inexplicably hands it over to Courtney. He's got nothing but ice. Nothing but ice in the goaltender. Makes no mistake, 50 seconds after that play by Lipinski, Everett scores to make it 3-1. And that built a little momentum for the Everett Silvertips and they carried it over after that. And they got one, maybe two bounces to help expand their lead to 4-1. to one. Well, well, they did. I mean, I mean, that's exactly what happened. But how did they get possession of the puck? We just talked about an easy turnover on the third goal. On the fourth goal, Vancouver tries to throw the puck along the boards in their own zone. They can't get it out. Anderson, the defenseman, obviously picks it up, shoots from the point. I don't know how it got in until we actually heard the announcement. Roan Woodward gets uh, credit for the goal. Now at 9.47, basically halfway through the hockey game, Everett's got a 4-1 lead. But Vancouver would not give up when they fell behind 4-1 here tonight. We did have a goaltending change as Matthew Hutchinson was relieved after the fourth goal. Four goals on 20 shots and Brett Meerwald came in. But that's when Vancouver got their spark and one of their more mobile defensemen really helped spark the attack for Vancouver and a response. Very, very well said because Van- honestly, folks, Vancouver Giants were really swarmed by the Everett Silver Tips in their own zone. There, there just wasn't any lanes to come out. There wasn't anywhere to pass the puck. Although, you know, there maybe was, there maybe was, but you gotta find that. And it was very difficult for the Vancouver guys with possession to find where that is because there was always a green jersey in their face. Uh, having said that, uh, Mazin Leslie, the, seven, the 17-year-old who burst onto the scene a couple years ago in the bubble with five goals as a 15-year-old, takes matters into his own hands. I think you'll see more of this. Says, you know what, I'm not going to pass the puck. I'm going to carry it out. 
got it into the offensive zone. We're going to play that clip for you, but let me end up by saying that after this rush by Leslie, that was a bit of the momentum turn that the Giants needed because after this, they played seven minutes spectacular. They checked. They forced the goaltender in the uh, Everett net. Uh, to make a couple big saves. Braden Holt had to be very sharp. Made a great save on a Halliburton rebound. Made a great save on Ty Thorpe. Just had to be really sharp. He was, the last seven minutes of that period, he was the best player on the ice for Everett. But it all started when Leslie made this play. This is what it sounded like. Chipped up the left wing for Ty Thorpe. Through the middle of the ice for Mass and Leslie. Now to Hansen. Returning it to Leslie with Boucher. There's the shot. Hold the save. He is down. Where's the puck? It's underneath him. He's got it. One of the better rush chances for Vancouver here in this second period. And Vancouver really turned the game at that point in time. You talked about the chances that Vancouver had after that chance by Leslie. But it was that shift after shift momentum and the pressure and the momentum that they were able to build in the latter portion of that second period that Vancouver will be looking to build on going into the third period in this one here tonight. Well, it's never easy in this building. Never easy. As I said about three times now, this is a team that doesn't lose a lot of games in this building in the last five years are 110 wins and 27 losses in this building. Uh, only four losses all last year, and they take a three-goal lead into period number three. But the key is going to be you know, what did the, the Giants come out of that this Michael Dick can show, the coaching staff can show on video and say, guys, this is the way we played the third period. This is what we did. This is what I'm talking about. This is what we're talking about defensively. No penalties. Be careful. And if that happens, the week will be great at practice, and they'll lace them up again next Friday night at the LEC against Victoria. 20 minutes still in the books. Shots on goal in that second period were 14-9 for the Everett Silvertips. And Everett is out shooting Vancouver 23-16 through 40 minutes of play in this one here tonight. We'll take a break and come back with more. Take a look around the Western Hockey League as you're listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Now more of the Vancouver Giants intermission. You're on Sportsnet 650, Vancouver's home of hockey. 4-1, Everett Silvertips lead the Vancouver Giants as we're through 40 minutes of this one here tonight. The second intermission is presented by White Spot. A great game deserves a great meal. Make sure to check out our tasty selection of famous burgers, greens, spot classics, and more. Open daily for dine-in, takeout, and delivery. We'll see you soon. Well, it's night two of the Western Hockey League season, and we do have one final in the books here tonight, and the Winnipeg Ice needed overtime tonight to defeat the Brandon Wheat Kings by a score of 4-3. to three. Looking around the BC division here tonight and the next team that the Vancouver Giants are going to be facing will be the Victoria Royals on Friday night at the Langley Event Center. They're also down in the United, or actually they're, they're at home, sorry, and the Victoria Royals are in a 2-2 tie with the Spokane Chiefs through two periods of play in that one. Other teams in the BC Division in action tonight, the Tri-City Americans have a 4-3 lead heading to the third period on the road up in Prince George tonight. Tri-City with three first period goals in that one. The Kelowna Rockets are in a 1-1 tie with the Portland Winterhawks after the first period of play in Kelowna. 
And looking elsewhere around the Western Hockey League, the Regina Pats have a 4-3 lead heading to the third period in Moose Jaw here tonight. And a quick glance, see that to the surprise of no one, Connor Bernard has chipped in with two goals for the Regina Pats so far here tonight. So that's the first two goals of the season for Connor Bernard, and he also has an assist here tonight for the Regina Pats. Elsewhere around the Western Hockey League, it's all Medicine Hat as they lead the Lethbridge Hurricanes by a score of 8-1. to one. The Edmonton Oil Kings and the Red Deal Rebels are tied at three, heading to the third period of play, and it's a 1-1 tie in Saskatoon after 40 minutes between the Saskatoon Blades and the Prince Albert Raiders. And we'll see how the Vancouver Giants have a response, and we'll see how they're able to build going into the third period of this one here tonight. Third period face-off coming up next as you're listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Time for the third period of Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650, Vancouver's home of hockey. Vancouver Giants going to need a third period comeback in this one here tonight as it is a 4-1 Everett lead heading to the third period of play. The third period of Vancouver Giants hockey is presented by, or the third period of White Spot Vancouver Giants hockey is brought to you by BMO Bank of Montreal. And Bill starting the third period here tonight. Vancouver Giants are going to be tasked with a penalty kill to open up the third period as Damian Palmieri was assessed a roughing call right at the end of the second period of play here tonight in Everett. Well, you know, going back to last night, the Giants trailed after 40 minutes against Seattle 3-2 to two, and ended up getting a point, tying that game and taking it to overtime. And that's really, a, I mean, that's one of the records that's really hard is to have a winning record after you've trailed after 40 minutes. Most teams will be like, you know, 40-2 and two after 40 minutes taking a lead into the third. Most WHL teams. This one obviously is going to be a little tougher trailing, you know, at this point in this hockey game by three, four to one. But, you know, small steps, kill this penalty off. Wouldn't a shorthand goal work well now? Absolutely. It'll be the fourth power play of the night for the Everett Silvertips. They are one for three so far here this evening. And the third period is now underway. With the Silvertips controlling off the opening faceoff. Dominic Raymond. He'll wind his way into the Vancouver zone and dish it on to the right wing for Jacob Wright. He's checked by Haliberta. The Giants get the puck out through center ice. And the killers hustle in and change as Ever tries to move it back in. But a rush is nicely broken up by Tom Gadu. And the Giants have done a good job to deny some Everett entries in the opening 25 seconds of this third period power play, Bill. You, you know, last year when we talked about, when we saw that upset, we called it uh, for the Vancouver Giants in the round of the playoff. They managed to get the Everett Silver Tip out of rhythm an awful lot. And when this Everett Silver Team, Tip team gets out of rhythm, you know, they, they start making bad decisions with the puck. They, get, they panic a little bit, but boy, they've been in total control here tonight. Raymond bumped in the corner by Cadu. Now Haynes knocking his man down to the ice, and that allows the Giants to send the puck down into the Everett zone. Penalty killers hustle in a change as out comes Bocek along with Lankow up front as Everett makes their way through center ice. Roosting on the right wing. Batting there with Camazola along with Bocek. Now play back to the blue line. 
Dylan Anderson onto the other side. Jamison back to Anderson to Roost. Back to Anderson in the middle. Left side, Jamison. Wrist shot. Not down in front as Leslie blocked that. Lankow hustles to a loose puck. Swats it up ahead and gets it to Bocek, but he can't move it out. Wrist off in the line. Knocked down in front as I think that hit Camazola. And now he sends the puck down the ice into the Everett zone. 35 seconds remaining in the penalty to Palmieri. Whole side of his net playing it around for Jamison. He'll snap at the left wing boards. Intercepted by Cadu at center ice. And they'll send it back down into the Everett zone. Now Halliburton in on the four check. Stealing the puck. Playing it back for Cadu. He'll dance there with a wrist shot. That's blocked. Promising looking chance for the Giants there. Shorthanded. Back comes Everett. Speeding in on the right wing side is Woodward. He's pushed to the boards by Haynes. And Halliburton gets the puck. And he sends it down the ice. And that should pretty much do it. In the penalty to Palmieri. And he is now back on the ice. And the Giants are back at full strength. Two minutes into this third period. I like the take out. Good take out by Carson Haynes there. Eliminating the guy with the puck. Entering the Vancouver Giants zone. I've liked him in the first two games I've seen so far. I know it's early, Bill. But I've liked him. Puck at the Vancouver zone. Seminuk in a battle in the corner. As working up the wall is Woodward. Now bouncing puck. Squares to the side of the Vancouver net. Where Leslie is there to take control. He'll wheel out from behind the Vancouver goal. Play it up for Ethan Seminuk. He'll one-hand it up ahead to the Everett blue line. And the play is blown down on an offside at the line. Boy, Mazden Leslie was really tempted there to go all the way the way he did in the last half of that second period. He started out between the hash marks in his own zone, got to his own blue line, said, no, I'm not going any further, passed it over to Seminek along the left wing, and that play was abruptly stopped by the Silvertips from entering the zone right at the blue line. Eddie, that is good defense. This is what the tips are noted for. Puck is shot out of play. With GNF Calabria credit cards, earn up to 4,000 welcome points for a limited time and reward points on everyday purchases like gas and grocery rewards that matter. Details at gfg.com. GNF Financial Group, life beyond banking. Silver tips control the faceoff at their own line. Stretch pass goes all the way down the ice into the Vancouver zone. And they're going to call this an icing on the silver tips. And bring a faceoff back down into the Everett zone. And now we're starting to watch for when Vancouver gets some of those shifts that we saw in the second period carry over into this third as Vancouver looks to try to a comeback here tonight, Bill. Yeah, if you joined us late, it, you know, the Hutchison's night ended. Uh, at 9.47 of period number two, faced 20 shots, made 16 saves. Right now, Mirwald is four for four. Only four Everett Silvertip shots by my uh, count right now. He's been perfect on all of them. Leslie with a shot from the line that was knocked down in front of the Everett net. You're noticing Leslie, number 47, a lot every time he's out there, and he has the puck wheeling through center ice for Vancouver. Mazden Leslie down the right wing. Sends it towards the net, bounce back to Boucher. His shot is wide, and now Leslie was knocked down in the corner, and he's a little slow to get up. Boucher swatting at the puck, and Everett forces it through center ice. As now Leslie gets back to the Vancouver bench as it's sent into the giant zone. Haynes will play it around for Tom Canoe. He'll lift it up ahead for Sammy Mays laid in a ship. He's poke checked off the puck, and the silver tips force it back into the Vancouver zone. Raymond trying to dig with that puck against Cadu. Cadu just trying to pin it in his skates. And 
And another scrum like we've seen a lot of these scrums here tonight in Everettville. Finally, he's poked loose to behind the Vancouver net for Carson Haynes. And he'll wheel it up for the Giants. Lob it down the ice into the Everett zone. Goes wide of the net. And they're going to call this an icing on Vancouver. And bring a face off all the way down into the Giants' ends. Every time I see one of those scrums that last about 30 seconds, I say there's 30 seconds of my life I'll never get back. Um, I don't know what happened. Madison Leslie took the puck in the offensive zone, was run uh, out in the corner of the rink after making a pass to the front of the net. Eddie, I, I, I know the linesman was, or the referee rather, was right there. I'm not so sure he didn't get jammed into the referee. I, I don't know. I honestly didn't see it either. I was watching the puck. Meanwhile, at the other end, Mirwall making another save right off the faceoff of the Vancouver zone. Semenuk chopping it to the line, held in. Now puck loose in the slot, and a rush shot ripped over top of the goal on a chance for Wrights. Now puck standing behind the Vancouver net. Wrights on the puck, centers it, comes to the side for Zaplitny. He lost it, and the Giants will turn it back. Chipping and chasing, and after it is Lipinski. And now it's played up the left wing boards, and ooh, Edwards was looking for a hit, and a silver test player just avoided it at the, at the last moment. Now right at the Vancouver blue line, trying to shake off Palmieri, who just pushes him to the boards. And his chip back for Colton Roberts. Roberts, he'll play it up the right wing for Kyle Bocek. He'll swat it into the Everett zone. Lankow had to tag up. And that allows Everett to play it up the left wing side, and up they start. Splitney. He'll spin it into the Vancouver zone. Knocked down by Colton Roberts. He'll bank it around the left wing side. And Paul Mary's clearing attempt it is knocked down by the Silver Tips, and they'll regroup at center ice. But 5:15 gone here in the third period, 4-1 Everett leading. Mirwald out of his goal, playing it up the right wing for Maddie Edwards. He'll just roll it through center ice, and is sent right back into the Vancouver end as Lankow threw a hit in the neutral zone. Lankow's been trying to throw his weight around so far here tonight. Well, well, Eddie, I think the whole team, I, I think this is a, a really good job by the Vancouver Giants of playing physical. This is, I think, maybe what Michael Dick wants. Unfortunately, you know, they, they're they trailing this hockey game 4-1, but uh, the physicality is there, don't you think? Absolutely. A little bit more physical than what we saw last night in the season opener against Seattle. As in comes Sam Hansik on the left wing. His long shot flutters in on goal and is easily snagged by Braden Holt, and he holds on to it for a whistle. Well, back to the physicality. Damian Palmieri stepped up to close a gap on an Everett silver tip right at the blue line. He made contact, and you know where he took him? He drove him right along the blue line into the boards. And you can see the glass and the stanchions move around just based on how physical and how strong that hit was delivered along the boards there. The, the, the chippier the game, the more physical the game, the more comfortable Damian Palmieri feels. Trust me, he loves this kind of play. Lipinski on the faceoff for Vancouver, wins it back to Carson Haynes. He'll take it down deep in the corner, now kick it behind the net. For Lipinski, all the way back to the line to Kadoo. His snapshot knocked out in front, and rebounds put just wide of the goal. One of the better scoring chances for Vancouver in this third period. Lipinski sends it in for Semenek to race after. Now to Kyron Gronick. He'll turn in the right wing corner. He'll play up the boards to Semenek to the line. Kadoo with his shot. That bounced off a leg to the near boards. Now Semenek bumping with his check, and the silver tips will force it through. Center ice, and Roberts will scoop it back into the Everett end. Dexter Whittle 
His pass picked off, and Roberts has some room to wheel in. Slap shot, and that went high and just wide. Good look for Colton Roberts. Now Ty Thorpe in the corner for Halliburton. Centers it for Hunting. He was tied up in front. Are the Giants starting a push? Centering pass. Went through some skates, and the Silver attempts to clear it through to Rice. Halliburton back the other way. Now for Hansik in the ever zone. Down for Ty Thorpe in his 200th career Western Hockey League game. Halliburton with a shot, put it just wide in the sixth time. Camazola on to the other side to Roberts. Rashad, and that went just high and wide. Definitely Vancouver with a push now here in this third period. And the Silver Tips just relieve the pressure and get it through center ice. And now dancing in. And Arisha ripped us wide to the Vancouver goal. Zaplitny trying to play it down. Broken up by Julian Cole. They'll back out of the boards for Sammy May. He'll fire it up ahead. Can't quite connect with Boucher at the line. Now Cole throws the hit in front of the Everett bench. And then over skating the puck is Heslop. And now we have a whistle. And a little pushing and shoving right in front of the Cooper bench. And on that note, we'll step aside. 7.45 gone here in the third period. 4-1 Everett leading as you're listening to White Spot, Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Well, the Vancouver Giants have tried to make a push here in this third period to try and claw their way back, trailing the Everett Silvertips by a score of 4-1. Eddie, when... when Sorry to jump in here, but when we see those momentum changes in Vancouver's favor that we're noticing, it seems like Thorpe and Halliburton are the guys that capitalize on that with the best scoring chances. Slap shot bounces over top of the Vancouver goal. Right now, Vancouver defending in their own end. And it's Thorpe, Heinzik, and Halliburton out there. And they get the puck to the Vancouver blue line. Now Paul Mary. He'll retreat back deep in his own end. Flip it up the left wing glass for Hansik. He'll swat it through the middle. Bounce off Halliburta into the Everett zone. Holtz will set it up there for Ty Gibson. Trying to speed away from Halliburta. Staying right on his hip. And that allows Hansik to steal the puck. He'll wheel into the Everett zone. Centering pass in front. It just went through the feet of Bonchek. who was in behind the Everett D. Now at the line, Tom Cadu. He'll chip it down into the corner. Bonchek throws a hit on the forecheck. And the puck comes free to Maddie Edwards. He'll send it behind the goal to Bonchek. He'll turn it behind the Everett goal. Bonchek trying to play it in front. That's blocked by Holt. And it's played around the boards. It comes to Maston Leslie who bounces off a check and maintains possession. He'll just play it to open ice and that pass is intercepted. But it's good to see Maston Leslie back in the game after being shaken up earlier in this third period. As we now hit the nine minute mark of period number three. Puck at center ice. Sits him up. Trying to advance it forward, and he'll get it through. And speeding in the Vancouver end is Zaplitnim. He'll race after it behind the Vancouver goal. Zaplitnim bumping it back to the line to Setsma. He'll just send it back deep. He'll rim around the boards to the near side. And a hit thrown there by Lankow allows the puck to slide through center ice. Jacob Wright leaving at the Vancouver line. And the play is blown down. And the fans are none too happy here at the Angel of the Winds Arena. But it probably means the Vancouver Giants are doing some things right here in this third period. Yeah, exactly. They put the attendance up on the board so fast, I, I missed the last two numbers. I think it was 5,100 and something. Pretty good, uh, pretty good crowd here for opening night, no question about it. Hey, Eddie, there's no doubt in my mind is what 
you know, it's a 4-1 deficit for the Giants. But when they cranked up the physicality, which is obvious, it has changed momentum of shifts. Yep. And Vancouver's dictated a lot of the play so far in this third period as the puck goes out of play. It's just Vancouver needs that next reward for a lot of the work that they've put in so far in the second half of this hockey game. Yeah, I, I, that is impressive. Uh, I, I, you can't be disappointed with the checking of this Vancouver Giant team. They've come into this Everett Arena here at Angel of Winds Arena, and, and they have played a physically strong game. And as I said, it has changed momentum from shift to shift, absolutely. Tips want no part of that. No, they just want to close this one out and get their first victory of the season. Giants playing in their second game of the campaign. Opening the season last night at home against Seattle. Paskowitz. Chipping it into the Vancouver zone. Knocked down by Colton Roberts. He'll bank it up the right wing boards for Ty Thorpe. He'll leave it for Maston Leslie. Left wing feed for Roberts. Will lead the rush into the Everett zone in the left wing. Roberts plays it rink wide for Maston Leslie. Thorpe going to the goal. But Lassie can't get him the puck. And the Silver Tips will send it down the ice into the Vancouver zone. Just over nine minutes remaining here in the third period. 4-1 Everett leading. Ty Halliburta winding his way through center. He'll bounce it into the Everett end. Hansik first on the puck and he waves off the icing. Plays it around to Thorpe in the left wing corner. Trying to elude a check, he's knocked down. Now Halliburta racing after the puck, battling there with Whittle. And the Silver Tips will just play it to center ice. But quickly Halliburta will send it right back into the Everett end. Holt scooping it around for Eric Jamison, who has one of the Everett goals back in the first period here tonight. Now a pass intercepted at the blue line by Cadu. Backhanding it into the slot, can't connect with Boucher. Jamison, his pass intercepted by Boucher in the neutral zone. He'll wheel back into the Everett end on the right wing. He'll drop it off for Cole with a wrist shot. That one wide. Bounce back to the left point to Haynes. His snapshot did a skate, didn't get through. And Everett will just play it to center ice. And they'll get it up ahead. And it's lobbed into the Vancouver zone by Berezovsky. Tom Cadu from behind the Vancouver goal. Spinning away from the check of Raymond. Now played around for Haynes. Turning away from Zaplitny. Now May comes in for the puck. Plays it around the right wing side for Cadu. He'll pitch for to Julian Cull. Trying to advance it to Maine. That didn't quite work. And Everett will send it back in the Vancouver zone. Right in on the right wing. Feeds it across. That pass is nicely blocked. As getting down to block that was Cadu. Boucher the other way. He'll chip it in past three Everett defenders. And get it in deep and then throw a hit on the four check. As the Plitney will start it back for Everett. He'll just gain the red. It bounces it on goal. Swatted aside by Mirwald. He'll leave it for Camazola. He'll bank it around behind the net for Colton Roberts. who will settle things down. Now Nico Gamazola starting out for the Giants through center ice. He'll fire it up ahead and is tipped into the Everett zone by Lankow. Back for the puck is Sitzma. He just eludes a hit on the forecheck as the Silver Tips get the puck through center ice. And now it's lobbed to the blue line. And I believe the puck might have been contacted with a high stick. 7.15 remaining here in this third period. 4-1 Everett leading. Eddie, we said this right at the beginning. The Everett Silvertips roster comes into this game the smallest team in the Western Hockey League. They have seven players 
on their roster that are listed at 5'9 or under. It's not a big team. As I said, smallest in, in the entire WHL. I mean, they go like stink. They can play like their hair is on fire. No question. But that physicality that was in the game plan for the Vancouver Giants, uh, I mean, there's no question. I, it, it's made a difference. That's impressive. Puck snapped into the Vancouver zone. Mirwald out of his net. Rims it around the left wing boards. Paul Mary advancing it through center ice. And Edwards can't quite get onto that loose puck. And now Everett will just chip it to center ice. Kyle Bocek for Kyron Gronick. He's poke checked to the blue line. Bocek throws the hit. And Everett gets the puck into the Vancouver zone. As getting knocked down on that hit was Berezowski. Some shifters and Everett Silvertip just getting up or going down. Dancing it is Everett and a rush on and a glove save by Mirwall to deny Dominic Raymond. He's been good, hasn't he? He really has been good. And he's given his team an opportunity to try and claw back in this one here tonight. With just over six minutes remaining here in the third period, 4-1 Everett leading as you're listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. Six and a half minutes remaining here in the third period. Vancouver trying to claw their way back. As the puck is deep in the giant zone, Kadoo. He's bumped in the corner boards by Austin Roost. Played back to the blue line, bounce over stick. And racing after the loose puck is Ethan Semenuk. He'll wheel in, Semenuk shoots and Holt makes the save. Now Kyron Gronick, he'll bump it back to the line. Kadoo with a slap shot, that went wide on the short side. But good speed to generate that chance by Semenuk. And now Vancouver goes to work in the Everett zone. Battle for it in the corner. Semenuk trying to protect it for Gronick. As it's tied up in another scrum deep in the Everett end. And finally comes loose behind the net for Lipinski, who has the Vancouver goal here tonight. Now puck rolled on the boards for Cadu. His wrist shot didn't get through to the net. And now Everett's going to quickly counter. And he'll speed on the left wing side. Raymond shoots, and that went wide. That chance quickly generated. Now here comes Lipinski with Gronick, but the play goes offside. But a good shift for that Lipinski, Gronick, and Semenuk line. And leading to a chance about 30 seconds ago for Ethan Semenuk using his speed. Yeah, real good speed down that right, right side. You know, he's got a lot of power. He, I, I, you know, I think he's got kind of a center of gravity. He's got a, a core that's hard to knock down. Hey, this, this Raymond guy, Speedy forward, boy, you got to rely on your European scouts and your contacts to get this kind of a guy for you. He's been impressive. You know, the preseason, he gave notice. He had played five games. He had a goal and three assists. And he's been their best, I think, best player for the tips here tonight. Puck through into the Everett zone. Ty Halliburton, wrist shot off a leg and wide. Bounces back to Roberts. His wrist shot hit a leg. And he'll bounce down into the Vancouver zone. Nico Camazola going back for the puck. As we have less than five minutes remaining here in this third period. 4-1 Everett leading. No goals here in the third period so far. Camazola rolls it into the silver tips in. Dylan Anderson starting out from behind his own net. Pass up the left wing. Goes all the way down the ice into the Vancouver zone. Mirwald out of his net. Scooping around for Roberts. Through the middle of the ice for Julian Kalm. Pass up the left wing just out of the reach of Leslie. Now Anderson deep in his own end, he fell. May fell over top of him. Now Boucher trying to take with that puck in the corner. 
And Boucher emerges with the puck. Back to Palmieri. His shot went off a leg. Puck goes down to May. He'll feed in the corner. Fed back to the line to Leslie. One-timer knocked down by Boucher. Bounces down to May. Spins and he put it through the crease and wide. Now Leslie pinches him. And the Silver Tips have swatted through center ice. And Boucher fires it up for Leslie. Can't pick it up cleanly. And the Silver Tips will dump it deep into the Vancouver zone. Unbelievable how many more battle wins for the puck that the Giants are winning in this third period. They've only given up four shots. Boucher takes the pass to the Everett line on the left wing. Turns back and now sends it in deep for Palmieri who's jumped into the play. And the Silver Tips will play it around on the left wing side. Get it up the left wing for Berezowski. He'll just gain the red and scoop it deep in the Vancouver zone. And now we're going to get a penalty here as Lankow got knocked down by Berezowski. And who are they sending off here? I think it's Lankow. One yeah. thing about Lankow, you, you know what? He, do, he does get his money's worth. He's, not, he's never shortchanged physically when he's on the ice. His dad was a tough player. You know, Damon Lanko was really, uh, I had the pleasure of watching him play, call his, calling his game when he played for the Tri-City Americans way, way back. And you know what, I mean, his, his, his kid plays with a chip on his shoulder. He, like I say, he, he's not happy. The game doesn't start till Lanko's had a hit. Yeah. And he's had several here tonight. That's the one, the one stat we never get handed to us, number of hits. Was Damon a top five pick in the NHL draft? I know he was up there. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Like Tampa Bay. You know, well, I'll tell you that next next whistle here. Off the faceoff of the Vancouver zone, the Giants headed down the ice. So the Silver Tips are on the power play for a fifth time here tonight. They are one for four. And they start out with just over three minutes remaining here in this third period. Austin Roost leads the rush down on the right wing. Roost. Trying to chop it down for right, that didn't quite work. And Cadu hammers it around the boards and sends it all the way down the ice into the silver tip zone. Pennant Killers get in a change. Holt out of his net. Fires it to center ice to Berezowski. His pass intercepted at center ice by Colton Roberts. He'll just take his time and send it down the ice. Rather it was Ty Thorpe. And the silver tips will start it back. Right. He'll feed it on the left wing for Jamison. He'll send it towards the Vancouver goal. Bouncing puck to the side. And it's third away by Camazola. And Halliburta bounces on the boards and gets it through center rice. And remaining in the penalty to Lankow. Albert Sivertips making their way through center rice. Right wing feed for Rowan Woodward. He'll send it around the kick play in the left wing side for Slipitney. Now for Woodward on the left wing boards. He'll leave it at the line for Jamison. On to the other side. Anderson. Jamison, slap shot, and that bounced wide of the goal. Woodward, he'll just send it behind the net. Puck comes to Palmieri. He'll rivet around the boards, held in. Now down the right boards, force the Plitney. He'll feed it down into the corner. Centering pass, and that's steered aside by Mirwald. Now puck it behind the net. And it's Rowan Woodward. He'll feed it back to the blue line to Gibson. Back to Woodward, trying to feed it in front. Puck at the side of the Vancouver goal. Mirwald is down, and he gets the whistle. As the referee was blocked by the pad of the Vancouver goaltender with 13 seconds remaining in the penalty to Lankow. You know, really quickly, if I can recap here, Berezowski opens the scoring minute 44 in on a power play goal that was pretty. It was well executed. But goals number two, three, and four for this Everett Silvertip team. Goal that made it 2-0 was a defenseman 
going down left wing and finding himself all alone going to the net from the blue line in. Just poor coverage. All right, the third goal, they made it 3-1. Cadu, unassisted, hands the puck to Bo Courtney. He's in all alone. And the fourth goal was Vancouver can't get it out over the, down that left wing, ends up on the point, shot from the point, somehow finds the, finds the front of the net. Not a whole lot of... Not a whole lot of elite scoring goals. Having said that, this is not a group that's playing here forever at Silvertips tonight that is made up about, of, of a bunch of elite guys. They're just hard-working guys, but Vancouver's been a bit unlucky. The shots on goal, you know, 30-19 right now for the uh, Everett Silvertips, but Vancouver has played a really, really aggressive, solid third period uh, so far, that's got a minute and a quarter left. It just feels like Vancouver has got the reward for the work that they put in the second half of this hockey game. Just not enough scoring chances, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, not enough were not enough scoring chances for you know what they have created here defensively. Vancouver with just three shots on goal so far here in this third period. Now with just a minute remaining in the final frame, four-one Everett leading. Pocket center ice. And seven on courses into the Everett zone, but not deep. As the fans here and Everett start to come to their feet. On the season opening game for the Everett Silver Tips. And the first game between these two teams since last season's playoffs, where the Giants upset Everett in six games. Pocket on the boards in the Vancouver zone. Roberts has it tied up in his skate. Puck comes back to the blue line. Jamison. He'll just send it around where it comes to the near side for Kyron Gronick. He'll just drop it off for Tom Cadu. He'll just start it out for Vancouver. Fired up ahead for Lipinski. He'll spin off a check. Bank it up ahead for Ethan Semenuk. Back for Lipinski. Ten seconds left. Screenshot stopped by Holt. Lipinski gets the rebound. Plays it in front and that's blocked. And a backhand put wide to the goal by Semenuk. Play has been blown down with 2.9 seconds remaining here in this third period. And we're gonna get one last penalty, I believe, here. Eddie, remember the last time these fans watched hockey in this building in regular season or playoffs, they sat on their hands as Jesper Weichmann made a 50 save shutout. A three nothing shutout win in the playoffs for the Vancouver Giants. They've got a chance tonight with this pesky, plucky team that just wouldn't quit. This Everett Silvertip team. They're they're like the your little kid brother that hangs on to your sweater all the time. You can't shake him. He's always around you. And that was a hard first half of this hockey game that this team played against Vancouver Giants. Here you go. The fan, the, the noise meters up, and that's it. One last penalty to Lipinski, and this game is over. Everett Silvertips to beat the Vancouver Giants tonight by a score of 4-1. to one. But it wasn't from a lack of effort from the Vancouver Giants in the second half of this hockey game here tonight. They just weren't able to get that second goal or even some of those better second chances to try and chip away in this one here tonight at the Angel of the Winds Arena here in Everett. Washington. We'll take a break and wrap this one up as you're listening to White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650. 
Now time to break down the game. This is the Vancouver Giants postgame show on your home of hockey, Sportsnet 650. The Everett Silvertips win tonight by a score of 4-1 to one over the Vancouver Giants in the second game of the season. For the Vancouver Giants, Everett Silvertips opening their season tonight on a winning note. It's time now for the post-game scoring summary. Post-game scoring summary brought to you by Kintec Footwear and Orthotics. Scoring summary after the conclusion of tonight's game. Kintec, the footwear and orthotics provider for your Vancouver Giants. Well, things started quickly for the Everett Silver Tips here tonight, and they got things off and running on a power play. A pass to the side post of the Vancouver net, and it was Jackson Berezowski scoring his first of the season from Dominic Raymond and Austin Roof at 1.44 of the first period to give Everett the one to nothing lead. And the Silver Tips would add to their lead just shy of the midway mark of the first period tonight. And it would be speed through the neutral zone and speed into the Vancouver end as Eric Jamison cut in and scored his first of the season from Bo Courtney and Dexter Whittle. And that would be all the scoring in the first period here tonight as the Everett Silver Tips outshot Vancouver in the opening 20 minutes tonight by a score, or by a count rather, of nine to seven. So Vancouver was looking for a response entering the second period of play here tonight and boy would they get a response not just a response in general but a beautiful response and it would be our play of the game courtesy of Jaden Lipinski 452 into the second period and it sounded like this. Chipped up the left wing for Ty Thorpe. Through the middle of the ice for Madison Leslie. Now to Hansik, returning it to Leslie with Boucher. There's the shot, hold the save. He is down, where's the puck? It's underneath him, he's got it. Well, that was our save of the game. We'll go for, we'll look for the Lipinski goal to make it our play of the game that made it a 2-1 game in the second period of play here tonight. Quickly, Gadu will fire it up ahead. Get it through for Lipinski with a breakaway. Through his legs, he scores! What a goal by Jaden Lipinski to make this a 2-1 game! And that would be the prettiest goal of the night that we would see in this building. But it would be the response from the Everett Silver Tips as less than a minute later, a, for lack of a better term, it was a turnover right at the defensive blue line and that allowed Bo Courtney to go the other way and he snapped a shot over the glove of Matthew Hutchinson who was making his first start of the season and Courtney picked the top corner on Hutchinson at 543 to give the Silver Tips a 3-1 lead and then the Silver Tips would get a couple of bounces or two as a shot from the blue line by Dylan Anderson would hit one or two things along the way including Rowan Woodward and it would bounce through to make it a 4-1 game. And that would be the end of the night for goaltender Matthew Hutchinson, who was relieved after four goals on 20 shots. And in came Brett Mirwald for his second appearance of the season. And Mirwald did what he's done so far for the Vancouver Giants throughout the course of this season and even going back to preseason. And that is give the Vancouver Giants very, very solid goaltending in between the pipes and in fact Mirwald would shut the door on the Everett Silvertips in his 
30 minutes or so of action here tonight, finishing with a total of 10 saves in the hockey game here tonight, and his save of the game came in the second period. In come the Silver Tips through center ice. Austin Roost, rest shot, Mirwald to save. Rebound is lying in front, he is down and he's got it. Brad Mirwald giving the Vancouver Giants solid goaltending all night long. He was solid last night, he got better as the game went on against the Seattle Thunderbirds and he carried that right on through into this one here tonight against the Everett Silvertips and Mirwald would finish with seven saves in the third period as the Silvertips would outshoot the Vancouver Giants tonight by a count of 30 to 20. Vancouver with four shots on goal in the third period. But Vancouver really did not give up in this hockey game. And it was after that save by Mirwald in the second period where Vancouver really did start to generate some quality chances and quality looks on Everett goaltender Braden Holden really play some of their best hockey in this one here tonight. And that would really be, you know, what would stand out in this one here this evening was the response that Vancouver had backed by the goaltending of Mirwald and generating some chances on that Everett net in this one here tonight. So there's your summary in this one here this evening. Vancouver went 0 for 4 on the power play and I had the Everett Silvertips going 1 for 6 on the band advantage in this one here tonight. As we bring Bill Wilms back into the proceedings in this one here as the Silvertips defeat the Giants by a score of 4 to 1. You know, Eddie, I, I have a, I have mixed feelings on this one. I, I, I liked the, and I'm sure the coach will talk about liking the process, okay? They stayed with the game plan, okay? It was no matter what was going to happen in terms of the score on the ice, this is the Vancouver Giant team that was going to stay with the physicality of this hockey game. That was their game plan to... To, to make hits, to disrupt uh, a lot of the play, if you will, uh, of the Everett Silvertip team. They're not a big team, and I thought they carried it right through to the finish. Um, they won a lot of battles, and it kind of all started, didn't it? Everything started after that, that Mazda and Leslie rush. From that point on, it was like, my goodness, Vancouver kind of took over that physical, at least the physicality that, that was in their game plan produced puck control, produced puck chances. Instead of constantly chasing to make a hit, the, the hits came within the rhythm of, of the play. And, and it really, they, they, they made a game of it, certainly the second half of that hockey game. But for me, it's really important now that you don't throw the lesson out with the loss. This, yeah. You, you, you know, stay with what happened here. Know what you were successful at. There's good things to take out of the tape out of this game when right. you show it back to the players. Right. And, and for me, I, you know, to your point, I thought we got a little better, re, you know, uh, read on Carson Haynes. I, I thought he was effective. And honestly, for me, I got another nice feeling about, you know, the goaltending change. I mean, Hutchison can't be blamed for some of the lack of coverage. Let's be honest. For sure. But I, I like what Merwall did again. Yeah. He makes you feel comfortable when he's in the net right he does. now. He does. You know? Yeah. And he looked poised. He didn't have to be spectacular here tonight, but he was good. And But I like his, his ability to fight through traffic and compete for pucks in and around the goal crease area. 
and find loose pucks in the blue paint and get those whistles. Eddie, there was one time, and I noticed it a couple times the other night too, there was an opportunity that, that the Everett Silvertips got where he was ahead of the pass. He knew where the pass was going in front of the net, and he got there quickly, was in great position. He took away a scoring chance just like that. I, I think Miroel reads the play well, and that's one of the big things about goaltending. He's not only making the save, knowing even the consequences of your save. I was pleasantly, again, surprised last night, and even more so tonight. Well, now let's bring in the associate coach of the Vancouver Giants, Mr. Adam Maglio. And Adam, how would you assess this one here tonight? Uh, I thought we were inconsistent. Uh, first early penalty and power play goal against kind of set the tone for Everett. They really like uh, jumping in that first 10 minutes in our second uh i didn't think we were on our toes but we're happy with the third uh so we're gonna build off that going into this week coach i i thought uh even before the third period mass and leslie made that one rush i mean he said you know what i'm not going to try to move the puck up either wing um because there were some turnovers let's be honest but he took the puck got it in the offensive zone and i'll tell you for my money for seven minutes after that it was a lot of vancouver giant hockey there was a lot of physical contact i love the way you finished that period and to your point already i thought you played the third period in exactly the same way i don't think you guys from a physical standpoint strayed from that one bit all night no i it wasn't it wasn't our compete i thought uh Everett did a real good job hemming us in on exits in those first two yeah. periods. And uh, in that third, uh, we started skating the puck a little bit, opening up some space, getting away from their forecheck and getting it off the walls. And from there, you can establish a forecheck, and we got a bit more ozone time. And, um, yeah, like you said, the, the third was certainly our best. And a little, like, shift over shift momentum and things that you could build on. And you could feel the tide turning in the game. You just never got the reward, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it, we I think as a group, it's nice to see that response. So I think that's what we yeah. wanted to see. It's, uh, you know, it's easier playing with a 4-1 lead and then, you know, seeing what a group does when they're down 4-1 going into a third. We're happy with that compete level and how we stuck with it. Coach, they've got, I think, six or seven guys at 5'9". They're listed as the smallest team in the in the Western mm-hmm. Hockey League, and you know they're going to be pesky. Mm-hmm. They're going to come. They're going to skate 100 miles an hour. And, and, you know, I've been coming in here since day one, and it seems like this is a this is a team that it, they may be the easiest team for me to, to scout if I was scouting because you know what you're going to get. Is that mm-hmm. is that what you've been in the league? You were with Spokane. Is this yeah. a consistent uh, theme here in Everett? Yeah. Uh, they're hard to play against. You know it's going to be a hard game, and you really have to limit mistakes. They're they're patient in their game. Uh, they rarely sway away from it. Very disciplined team, um, both with the puck and without it. So uh, you know what you're getting every night from them. And uh, sometimes when you try and push it a little, you know, and you're making mistakes early on, they'll capitalize, and, and they just this crowd and, and take, take the momentum away pretty quick. What do you take out of the opening weekend as you're building your identity for this group? Uh, that, uh, you know, we need to be a four-checking team. We've talked a lot about that. So, we, you know, it's getting pucks behind other teams' D, playing a real simple game, but being connected is five. I think that's when we do really well, when we're connected all over the ice and uh, working off each other and predictable uh, as a team. 
Coach, uh, second look at Carson Haynes. We didn't, I personally, I don't think either of us got much of a look last night. Uh, not that he didn't play well. It's just that, you know, we hadn't seen a lot of him. What was your take on his play tonight? Yeah, uh, he was dealing with an injury during camp and didn't get in an exhibition game. So these these are my first two games seeing him. I, I was happy with his game. I thought he did a good job getting ready. Uh, for for last night, and I thought again he was solid tonight. And Brett Merwall just uh, I, I think it's a wonderful acquisition that the Vancouver Giants mm-hmm. made, uh, uh, regardless of Jesper Weichmann coming back or not coming back. Uh, again, what he played when when you made the goaltending change, he had he didn't give up anything, and, and he looks it almost looks like Adam like the team feels a little more co- confident not that they didn't in front of the 16 year old but they they seem a little more poised with that little older guy in the net yeah he's uh he's shown a lot here uh since since day one yeah. of camp he's uh he's very calm collected uh you know a great teammate and uh carries over into his play on the ice he just seems to never get he's never rattled uh controls rebounds tracks the puck well um, yeah, he's been really good. Coach, you got a week now uh, before you go again next Friday against Victoria Saturday at Seattle, one game at a time. I said already, don't throw the lesson out with the loss. Uh, some positives to work on this week to get ready for Victoria. Yeah, for sure. We're gonna we're gonna build off that third yeah. period. That's uh, that'll be the focus is bringing the positives out, keeping the group upbeat uh, throughout the week. It's very early in the season, so. Um, we got to keep it positive and keep moving forward here. Last thing, why is this U.S. division so tough? Uh, year that, after year. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, it, it just seems like it, they, they, there's rarely a down year for any of exactly. these teams. They they find a way to uh, uh, develop. They develop their players really well. Their young guys seem to uh, get better every year. Um, and it's it's very hard to division for sure. And we just talked about it earlier too. The team in the last five years under Dennis Williams, 110-27 mm-hmm. on home ice. It's tough coming in here and and uh, and getting uh, getting the point, uh, the two points. What again? I one last thing. What kind of a sense of feeling did you get in the room before uh, the start of this game about anything? Uh, relative to last season's upset between Vancouver and uh, that, you know, WHL upset in, of, of history, if you will. Did you sense anything? Did the guys talk it up about that at all in the dressing room? Yeah, I think it was really upbeat. I think our group was positive. They they had a lot of belief they could come in here and win a hockey game. And uh, I thought our energy level was real good to start. Um but again, it's just those costly mistakes, uh, and then Everett uh, takes over with momentum, yeah. and and we're we're trying to catch up all night. So, it's the first ten minutes are key in this building. You got to get off to a good start. And I do think when you talk about catching momentum or getting it, you did. This is a big impressive thing for me tonight. Is you guys got it back? Yeah, you got it back yep. the second half of the we hockey did. game. We did. We have a, the group's great in there. There's Perfect. a lot of character. They work extremely hard. They care about each other. So, um, you know, I agree. I, we really like that, how we finished there. Well, 
Well, Adam, uh, thank you very much for doing this for us here tonight, and uh, go get him next week. Yeah, thanks, Eddie. Thanks, Coach. Yeah. There you go. That is Adam Maglio, the associate coach of your Vancouver Giants after the Everett Silvertips defeat Vancouver tonight by a score of 4-1. to one. Well, let's uh, now turn our focus to the three stars in tonight's hockey game, which are a presentation of BMO Bank of Montreal. And no surprise that the uh, three stars here tonight are all from the Everett Silvertips tonight, Bill. Yeah, I... You know, it's it's kind of, sometimes I, again. I I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't pay a lot of attention to the three stars. I don't think the coaches do. I think the coaches feel that you know what, if one of my guys did play well, it'd be nice to recognize that. But uh, it's not the three stars because that becomes so much of an individual game. And if you're a team that really wants to play the team game and wants to play as a unit all over the place, then you don't care uh, who is in the three stars. But, uh, I, yeah, they probably got it right here tonight. Yeah, the third star in this one here tonight was Eric Jamison. The second star here this evening who opened the scoring tonight was Jackson Berezowski. And the first star here tonight with a goal and an assist is Bo Courtney. Well, I, I was impressed with his Jamison kid, you know, the 17-year-old from Calgary. Uh, it was a wonderful uh, rush that he made on the goal. And, you know, Courtney is uh, one of those kids from Parker, Colorado. It seems like the hometown, you know, so often is uh, Parker, uh, you know, Colorado. He's an Everett eighth-round pick, 2019 draft. So anytime you get a guy that late in the draft that performs that well, that that is pretty, per, uh, you know, impressive. And then was it Jackson Berezowski? Yes, and and I just thought, man, I that was so uh, eye-opening to me and and, and enlightening when uh, you know our guest uh, Nick Patterson talked about what he felt the the holdback was the drawback on uh, and he wasn't being disparaging. Don't get me wrong, but I mean the fact that he said you know probably eighty percent of his goals have come in this league. He got forty-seven last year in exactly that kind of pass. Now that takes a lot of skill to find that spot in the in, in the side of the net, and he executed that power play perfectly. And you know you can almost say that was a turning point of the game because once you fall behind, even one nothing, but where that goal came. I mean, the crowd comes out to see a new season, and they're in it right away. And now the Giants will turn their focus to returning back to the Langley Event Center next Friday when the Victoria Royals will come to town at the LEC. First meeting of the season between Vancouver and Victoria. Yeah, I've said this a hundred times. I'll say it a hundred and one. There is some payback needed. This is a Victoria team that missed the playoffs last year, and they got only as close as they did because nine of their wins, I think it was almost 40%, came against the Vancouver Giants. It, it was just unbelievable. Now, Bailey Peach was a 20-year-old that might have been their best player last year, and he killed a lot of teams. But uh, and, and they were ready. Didn't they lose to Victoria in the preseason, the game that we did? I can't recall even. It was Victoria winning the game against the Giants in overtime in the game that we did at the LEC. Well, there you go. There's another loss. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Vancouver's really, really looking to win that. And if they get a win and get, you know, three points out of the first three games, uh, I'll take it. Bring the effort level we saw in the second half of that hockey game for 60 minutes, and I'll like the Giants' chances in that one. Absolutely. And I, I love what the coach said about, uh, you know, about the performance and the effort level and build off that. And that you know what? It's going to be a good re – it's going to be a really good week of practice. And you can get your tickets for that one by going to VancouverGiants.com and bring all your friends, sports team, or employees to a night at the Langley Event Center to watch your Vancouver Giants. Group tickets are now available. Contact the Vancouver Giants today for more information. Go to VancouverGiants.com. 
So that'll do it for the opening weekend of the season for the Vancouver Giants here as they dropped a 4-3 decision last night in a shootout to the Seattle Thunderbirds by a score of 4-3. Tonight it was a 4-1 setback to the Everett Silvertips. Want to give a thanks to Ben Basrin working on the broadcast tonight and also obviously Bill Wilms helping out doing color commentary with me tonight. And we'll wrap things up and we'll talk to you next week as we wrap up this edition of White Spot Vancouver Giants Hockey on Sportsnet 650.